0: Hello there. Hello. How's it going? Oh,
1: you, you sound vaccinated.
0: <laughs> if I sound vaccinated, do you mean I sound like uh, worn out and have the flu, then yes. Uh, yeah. Okay,
1: good. Um, let's talk about that on the air. That <laughs> sounds good.
0: Yeah. I have, I have been vaccinated.
1: Excellent. Date. And so you're uh, Johnny host today.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Glad that's that... the way this flies.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm the host. Four eighty nine. Excellent. Oh, gosh. This
1: is all working out. Everything's fine. Everything's just fine.
0: <laughs> yes, that's mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Apparently, Let's, you you dude, can you can apply for your vaccine pretty soon. Hey. Uh,
1: I applied. Well, uh, again, whether or not this is part of the show or not, oh, uh, sorry. I got my reg- I got my registration number like quite a while back. Oh, okay. So okay. So I believe that's. The thing I think you're a different situation in that you're part of the group that can just call a pharmacy and go, "Hey, hey, how about uh, <laughs> let me have a shot?" Yeah. Whereas I gotta wait for the government to yeah. uh, call me and say, "Come on in for a shot."
0: Uh, okay, but you are so re- that you are registered. You have like a number and everything. That's cool. That's I that's
1: have good. a number. That's right. But it's weird because it's one of those where like uh, there was a notice like, "Hey, you guys can register as of yesterday." Like, oh, that's great. You know, I registered two weeks ago and got a number, was, was that wrong?
2: Because I
1: got a number and made a big deal out of like, don't lose this number. So I think I got a number, but hmm. now I'm trepidatious about it. But we'll see how it goes. Ian,
0: don't lose that number.
1: Exactly. You want exactly. to get
0: some vaccine in you.
1: Oh man, I want I want a <laughs> shot so much. I can't even tell you.
0: Oh, okay, well, I guess I guess um, let's just start the show. We've been We've been putting it off a lot lately
1: okay let's do it
0: let's just let's just do a show we'll 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 get let's give her we'll get some music playing and then we'll uh we'll start the show all right you ready Mm -hmm. here we go Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Edrick.
1: And I'm Ian Boothby.
0: And I'm feeling the flu today. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I was dragging my ass around work. I was, because twenty five percent.
1: system, mm-hmm. yeah, your immune system is kicked in. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's going, hey, 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 what's going on? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, hey Paddy and Pell. Yeah. And, uh, now, have you been uh, sick at all in the last year uh, since, you know, this all
0: started? Well, to be honest with you, I don't get sick. Like I don't, ah, okay. I don't get so, headaches. New for you. I don't get headaches. I get a kind of allergy-related sniffles in the spring and in the fall, but I don't really ever get a... I don't ever get like... I mean, I have got flus. I shouldn't say that, but it's very rare that I, I have. I mean, I have not missed a single day of work since I started working at Steelcraft. And before that time, I think I missed two days... Um, when I was working at my other job, but that both times I was in an emergency with a, with a um, blockage in my stomach. So, oh, okay. so I'm forgiving myself.
1: I, th- I think you should as well. <laughs> no, I was just saying, cause I've not had uh, a flu or anything like that for, you know, mm-hmm. or cold really for, a, for more than a year, yeah. but I've been, I felt consistently lousy uh, because I have. I've not uh, slept really well yeah. like for yeah. more more than a year and you know a, a very little you know uh, doing the long walks and stuff that I would do there in my normal routine mm-hmm. swimming and mm-hmm. such so uh, so just a general ooh, you know well the body no
0: likes to be active it's a fact
1: well what to, what va- what vaccine did you get
0: i got the astrazeneca that's what this okay. it's called the parallel vaccination program so the idea okay. uh, the idea of it originally was that they needed to get rid of this AstraZeneca because of concerns with the the clotting. And right, so which it was
1: very, very rare, yes.
0: Super rare and it's apparently uh blood clotting is more common with um over the counter uh birth control than it is with uh
1: Oh my gosh, it's like so many other things that are yeah, yeah more
0: so clotting, yes. Unless you know, unless you have an issue with with clotting, I don't think it's something that you should be too concerned about. And right. Well, fact... I also,
1: I also let me just say yep. before you say that, yep. Yep. I, I I still would like to say, and I've been saying this for years, I don't think you should be taking over the counter birth control pills.
0: <laughs> well, you know what? Two girls is enough. And I'm, I,
1: I understand that. Yeah, but I don't think yeah. you know how they work. <laughs> what do you mean? I, don't think, I just think it's not worth the risk for absolutely no results. Here,
0: here's the thing: I've been taking them now pretty faithfully for the last twenty-three years.
1: Yeah, I know. Originally, for the taste, yes, and
0: and uh, no, no second, no, the third child, I should say. Uh, okay. So uh, they work. I don't think that you should uh, poo-poo something that, that that is that effective. I, that's what I call one hundred percent efficacy.
1: Yeah and also it wards off tigers. So, you know. <laughs> That's no right. I can't sex. eat
0: I can't eat cornflakes anymore. No, it's not. What are they? It's frosted flakes. God damn frosted it. Frosted flakes. God yeah. damn it. My my surface knowledge of sugary cereals doomed yeah, to me. Yeah. doomed you, to me. If
1: You eating- if you're eating cornflakes and Tony comes in, he will kill
0: you. <laughs> he will kill me.
1: What do you do? The only doing? stops him from killing you is like the frosted flakes. He's like, all yeah. right, you're fine this
0: time.
1: <laughs> and then he walks off going, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch.
0: They go, I don't get that reference. I don't get that reference. <gasps> you taste great.
1: You know, on Wikipedia, you'll understand. Um,
0: yeah. No, I was going to say that Health Canada actually has cleared Astrazeneca for for general use again, so pretty much this whole program can just go out the window because um, everyone is uh, is going to be given Astrazeneca or whatever else is available, depending on production and availability, et cetera, et cetera. So,
1: right. I'm at the point where I think they're going to be just saying to me, "Is Pepsi okay?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to go, "No."
1: No, I don't know. You know what? I'm from Montreal. I'm okay with that. Oh, that's I right. Know. That's they'll right. They'll give me an injection of Pepsi, and I'll just be like, "Man, that's fine." If you're cheap ass restaurant can't afford
0: a, if your cheap ass restaurant can't afford Coke, then I don't want to, I don't want to be part of this.
1: Well, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be eating in in, in inside the restaurant anyway. That's my fault. No, so, no, no, no. You know, there you go, and there you go. You know, no, don't do But that. I'm really glad that you got the shot. I'm sorry that you got the flu-like symptoms. What, <laughs> what do you got going on right now?
0: Well, this is super tired. Super tired. Right. Uh, in fact, I was sort of contemplating, <laughs> or not phony, but writing you and saying, "Hey, let's put this off." But I decided that I couldn't do that because I'm I'm recording another podcast tomorrow, so I couldn't do it tomorrow. And then it would have been Saturday, and then we post a show on Saturday, and that feels like it's too too much, too much of a muchness. Right. So so uh, so yeah, I'm so I'm a bit like a bit uh, a bit stomach upset. Yeah, A little stomach upset. I've got that feeling, you know, when your feels like your hair is on backwards on your arms and legs and stuff like that, and your shirts are always like pulling it, and it hurts.
1: <laughs> okay, you
0: know that feeling? Right. Do you ever get that feeling? I don't, I,
1: I don't, but it's an interesting sounding feeling. That's yeah. something I would say, write that down <laughs> and put that in a book that you write in the future. <laughs>
0: that's,
1: that's, that's a I, good description.
0: That's interesting. I wonder if I mean this is a pretty common feeling for me if I'm if I am feeling flu-y and
1: that, you, that your hair is on backwards.
0: That my arm hair and and leg hair and stuff, yeah. it just feel, this feels like my skin is is super sensitive and my hair is bo- is bothering me. But I do have sensitive skin, so maybe that's the issue. I don't know. But you do too. I thought because you have a you have a host of of skin ailments, don't you? Leprosy. I,
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have leprosy. No, not that I'm aware of. Oh well. Um. But I do, I, listen, every time I go to the uh, doctor, yeah. they're like, uh, oh, you got the the eczema on the hand. Okay. Or, but then I'll go like, uh, but if I go in and go, I've got eczema, they'll go, that's not eczema, that's psoriasis. Oh. And if I go, that's psoriasis, they go, no, no, that's eczema. And I go, <laughs> you guys fight. I don't, I don't care. Just give me an ointment and I'll put it on. It'll go away. It's, fine. I, it's they both, fine.
0: I imagine they both suck, but psoriasis is worse, isn't it?
1: Um... Is, I wouldn't know. Whatever I've got is uh, very itchy, uh, but I haven't got it to the degree that, you know, people go on commercials and go, my life, oh, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got it that bad. and what I, what I always say in a very corny way is, uh, my hands are a site for psoriasis, and we all have a good laugh. All the dads gather around and go, can I use that? I go, you know, these are all public domain songs.
0: If, if you have psoriasis, yeah.
1: Go to your family and spread joy. <laughs> spread joy, my friends. No, I've, uh, yeah. But, but it's, it, listen, the, the things that I've had wrong with my skin, yeah. like, you know, I had alopecia as well. And that's lost right. A bunch of hair on the back of my head. That's right. Um, And say, the same thing with this. They're the same thing that's going on with you. Which is our immune systems are going, hey, I better fight this, <laughs> And instead of fighting something that they should fight, yeah, um, they end up like you know doing a little bit of damage. But it's good that your immune system works.
0: Yeah, that's a good you know? good so evidence. That, I guess. I guess that's good.
1: Yeah, that you still got it.
0: Mm-hmm. I still got it, everyone.
1: Yeah, right, you know, it's 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 a drunk guy in the basement that wakes up and just starts <laughs> swinging his fists around and ends up clocking you instead of a thief that breaks in. But yeah, it's it's still at least. You still got that going on. So that's
0: okay. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Like When I got the shot last night, uh, because I'm a very complacent person, and maybe optimistic would be a better term than complacent. But uh, the lady was like, well, you might feel sick. And she gave me a bunch of symptoms. And I was like, I think to myself, I'll be fine. I'm a healthy guy. I'm pretty young. I'm only 55. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty young. <laughs> Is that sliding. It's a sliding scale. Yeah, then I'm going go to <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go to, to Denny's get something off the seniors menu. <laughs> I, the thing. I'm just thinking to myself, man, if I heard myself say that when I was 21, I'd, I'd choke on my slurpee. But can I just? Uh, yeah. Can I
1: just? And I want, I want your story 100. percent But I was thinking this today that uh, I was thinking like, who's the oldest person I've ever met? Mm-hmm. I think like I know the oldest person I ever met was a guy who was 34 who was going out with an 18 year old friend of mine when I was 18 okay and and I was like, boy that guy's old <laughs> there's no one older than that 34 year old that's going out with this 18 year old and yeah. I still think it I still yeah. think of that guy you know and I'm like clearly 20 years past what he is but you know there's something like dating someone very young to make you insanely old and that's uh, he, he remains old in my head.
0: Yeah, I wonder what people are thinking when they're doing stuff like that. I mean, I shouldn't ask that question. It's the same thing they're thinking when they dye their hair. And they're all well, I do they're deny, all wrinkly in their hairs hair. Is, yeah, but you don't, you don't dye it black.
1: You <laughs> wow. know? I, I don't think, uh, here's the problem. There's there's two things that go on with men when they dye their hair. Yeah. One, they don't go to a salon to get advice. That's the thing you do first, <laughs> is you go to a salon sure. and get a professional. Yeah. You go like, so how dark does this go before? Ooh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, it's this. I'm like, all right, good to know And you ask a professional. Uh, yeah, because yeah. You, the, the, it's a combination of two things. One, it's kind of like a midlife crisisy. y you know, you don't want to be, you know, you're not looking like you feel, Yeah. but you're also often the fellas don't want to be, I don't want to ask questions and they get that macho thing of like, Oh, I'll just get a little, just for men and then, or whatever it is. And then pitch black. And you're just like, Yish. it just doesn't, uh, it yeah. doesn't work. You've got to ask for, ask the professionals if yeah. you want to do this stuff, you know? You wouldn't do your own—I um, was going to say botulism, but Botox, which I guess it sort of is—you uh, wouldn't do your own that. Get a professional if you're going to do any of this nonsense. You think yeah, you you'd think
0: it. you would? But, There's that show. It was quite good. Russian Doll with Natasha Lyonne. Yep. And, and uh, but the the her co-star, the actor playing opposite her, was the person who apparently didn't have a mirror in his house because his hair was as black as pitch. But he obviously was not. Oh, are you gone. What's that? Sorry.
1: Oh, you vanished for a little bit. Your voice went away. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's
0: okay. Yeah, we're, you're a little bit uh, in and out too. So you know I, what? I, I think
1: we should probably do this. Uh, we, you should probably recall me because you're, you're dropping in and out right
0: now. Okay. Oh, just just one right. second.
1: And then remember where we were? Russian doll.
0: <laughs> okay. One second. Okay. In and out. I think that's a little bit
1: better. Okay. Uh, so Russian doll, go.
0: Okay. I was just gonna say that the actor that she acted opposite of in the show is you know an older gentleman who had dyed his hair as black as pitch. And you'd think that someone who is like sitting in a makeup chair every day would have like some person who's doing the makeup go. You know what? They probably don't want to say anything because the guy is obviously pretending that it's his real hair. You don't want yeah. to say you don't want to say to someone who clearly is dyeing their hair that it was not a good job and that they should rethink it all because there's just nothing. It's something looks worse, like, like I think, personally, I like gray hair. Like I like gray hair in women. I like gray hair in men. I've I always have, but so I, it doesn't really bother me that my hair is gray. I, you know, I have no desire to to change it or anything. But if you know, I just feels like that guy just didn't. I don't know. This is weird. It's weird to me that you know, like you're a professional actor. Like you should get some, get some, like you say, get some help, get some advice, someone to well, point I in mean, the right direction.
1: He, he's got a part on Russian Doll. Oh. So whatever he did worked, I guess. You know, you got to go. That's you know, you're on a Netflix series. Oh yeah, that's,
0: his, that's okay. His, yeah, it's acting is fine. This is his hair. No, is I awful. think
1: there's a people. It, I know it's a, it's a tricky thing. Like I've made mistakes in dyeing my hair in the past too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you think like, oh, maybe I just use a little on the old eyebrows. Woohoo! No,
0: don't,
1: brother. <laughs> don't wanna do that. It's just like,
0: well, what? Well, See the secret weapon. What's
1: going on? Like yeah. I seem I seem to generally have the same face I used to. Why does this not match at all? And it's like, is my skin getting, you know, paler? Is it what's going on? What's happening? And uh, yeah, you need a professional to tell you, okay, you need this, and this will blend with this, and you can darken this a little bit, and you'll, you know, whatever makes you feel more like yourself, you know, makes sense. As for why the older guys date the younger women... Uh, you know, that's a question that's being asked a lot lately <laughs> because of certain it is. stuff going on. It is. And my, my, my response usually is, you know, uh, one that feels empty and wants, uh, you know, yeah, there's yeah. something missing, and they, they, you know, and they feel that uh, that person will will fill that void.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's different things. Really I mean, obviously, there's there's the true you know, there's the trophy wife, and there you know there's all sort of, there's sort of different levels of the of this sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's you know frowned upon, and sometimes people go, "No, oh, you, you oh, know." Okay. I don't think anyone like minded Tony Randall being, I think like almost like, at least fifty years older than like his wife. You know that was. But just did like, anyone oh, believe
0: that? that? Did anyone actually believe Well, it?
1: that's the thing? Like whatever, you know, what, believe what? What's it matter? Like it's just weird. I know, know?
0: but it's I think I don't think I know a single person who didn't hear that and go, "I thought he was gay." Like that's weird.
1: Well, if you're if, okay, so if you're if you're doing the. Cover up situation in that way. Again, this is the cover up, and then you make the pitch black hair, and no one, no one buys it. It's just like, who are you going to, who, who are you going to get to be your fake wife? Yeah. Oh, how about this uh, child? Well, now we got two problems. How does this solve a problem? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you know, unless you know it's a complete sham, and the person is, you know, completely fine with it. It's just like this is all just for money. Okay, yeah. shrug your shoulders and let it be that. I, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess. But uh, you know. It's in the case of like my friend with this other person, you know, they, they could charm someone who was younger, yeah. you know, and it was, yeah. it was just like, ugh. You know, <laughs> it's just, all right. Yeah, you can, you know, more than this person, you've got more cheat codes to life than them, <laughs> you know, but uh they got to get to the, where they're going on their own, man. Don't, don't be doing this. This is messing up a person. This is, ugh. yeah, it's no, it, it's no good. It's no good.
0: I know, but it's <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's also like there's like a it's kind of double standards like no one it feels like no one's calling out Johnny Galecki, for instance, from Big Bang Theory and Roseanne when that guy was started going out with his girlfriend when she was like seventeen and he's in his forties, so yeah, there's a lot of you know what I mean like
1: of, also I just feel I mean, like, again I, I reached I, a point why now we, oh, why don't we why don't we bring up who we bring up every week to make people mad you know, and then you're <laughs> woody Allen, again. and you know like. That age, I mean, there's another problem. But they, the, there's the age discrepancy. Yeah. But then, you know, um, Mia Farrow was uh, dating Frank Sinatra, and they had a huge like yeah. age difference. Yeah, yeah about but, the same that she was you know,
0: 18 and he was in his 50s, or you know.
1: Well, yeah, that's when they got married. So how long have they been dating? Mm, yeah, that's the thing. yeah, yeah. It's like, did you immediately decide to get me on? That's <laughs> mm-hmm, convenient that that happened exactly when she was 18. That's what?
0: He wanted to make um, her honest.
1: But, but you know, it's one of those things where if you're going to do that kind of thing. Uh, in Hollywood, then please, I can't stress this enough. Yeah. Be conventionally attractive. <laughs> please be conventionally attractive, because if you're not, then we really have issues. That's a real issues. But if that's you're conventionally true. attractive, then we're uh, well, we're okay with that. Sure. I, mean, I think people are a little bit like that with Johnny Glicky and whatever, or even Jerry Seinfeld mm. when he was dating like, a teenager. And thus <laughs> come on, <laughs> everybody, come on, knock yeah. it off. That's that's that's. That's my. That's what I say. I say, knock it off. <laughs> we do a podcast called Knock It Off, where we tell people to just smarten up. We'll do a smarten up in Canada. We'll do knock it off in the states.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like in some ways it's none of our business. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, you're just like looking at yeah, your neighbors you through the window. What do you, what do you think? You're doing? I mean, they might be perfectly yeah. happy. You don't, you don't know, like. I mean, Johnny Galeckian is his, yeah, and, his uh, girlfriend slash wife or whatever. They just had a baby together. I mean,
1: sure, sure. You know, no, listen, I guess they're, they're making it work. Yeah, there's and there's infinite stories that you're going to. I have of that we're just like they oh, got married and they're happy. And this was you know, my parents met when, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, she was, you know, uh wandering in the desert and he was the only person with a glass of water. And, well, he said, Marry me and you get the water. And she went, Yeah, they've been happy for fifty years. So what are you gonna do? I don't know, I th- still think there's ethical problems, but <laughs> fair. What am I gonna say? Retroactively, it's very tough to look back and just go, You shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's but it is it is odd. When there is that kind of, you know, split. And the thing is, anyone who's young thinks, you know, uh, they, I mean, they are the most themselves they've ever been, but they're not the most themselves they'll ever be. And this other person is more themselves than than this other person is, you know, because they've just had more experience and more things. But you can't tell the person who's younger that Mm -hmm. because to them, they're the most they've ever been and they feel they're complete. And it's like, I know you think this. And yet you are not. And I'll tell you that, as in someone who was once, you know, uh, you know, uh, not uh, everything they were, they are.
0: Hardly I don't know. Space, I just, I feel like, I feel like it it, we also as Phil, so. we we binary it too much too and make it too too simple, black white. You know, I think the power dynamic in a relationship yeah, like I that know. is I, could could be in both both person's hands. You know, one person obviously has the could, has youth, the sexiness, and stuff like that to kind of you know keep the other person wanting more, wanting to stay, you know, you know, so I don't know. I, uh, I don't think, don't know if it's healthy, but <laughs> it's, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, I guess.
1: That's, that's the thing. Like it, it is, it, Who am I to judge? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm one to judge. I don't want to well, be, I'll I don't want to be
0: Jimmy Stewart looking through my binoculars with all the neighbors, you know? Oh yeah.
1: I'd, I'd like to be him. That's <laughs> yeah. If you had to be Jimmy live Stewart in live. any, if you had to be Jimmy Stewart in any Hitchcock movie, who would you, who would you want to be?
0: Jimmy Stewart in any Hitchcock movie.
1: And any Hitchcock movie that he's in, who would you want to
0: be? Can I change the
1: storyline? <laughs> uh you're him at the end of the story. Let's go with that. So your rear window, man who knew too much, vertigo. Yeah. Uh and uh, who what's the other? Rope. Who who you want to be?
0: Well not not rope. I don't think that's great. Um I think I would like to be I think I'd like to be the guy in vertigo. But I would, oh. I would change the storyline and and hook up with Barbara Bel because mwah. Oh.
1: I think man who knew too much because they that ends pretty happy.
0: Okay, okay,
1: and and it ends. I don't want to say that it ends. It ends on an excellent joke. So <laughs> let's go with that.
0: I think I'd rather be Cary Grant in a in Alfred Hitchcock movie than than James Stewart. Okay,
1: which film do you want to be Cary Grant in?
0: I think. Oh man, there's there's lots of good ones, but I guess I'll go with North by Northwest because you know Eva Saint. Eva St. James is pretty good. But, I mean, Grace Kelly in To Catch a Thief, hmm, oh boy, no, I'm... Yeah,
2: so I, I
0: But, yeah, we, he kind of got... Well, besides, oh, is it Notorious with Ingrid Bergman? That one's pretty, like, pretty, like, uh, racked with emotional, you know, emotional elements. But his other roles, you know, like North by Northwest and To Catch a Thief are a little more frothy, a little more fun.
1: So, okay, let me I want to be it.
0: Joseph Cotton in uh, Shadow of a Doubt.
1: Oh, I wish I wish you were in the land of cotton. I just um, <laughs>
0: well, old times there are not forgotten. Apparently,
1: n- no, no, they wrote a song about it. So, uh, <laughs> that's
0: that's why they put up lots of statues in the 1990s.
1: <laughs> so, so here's my question to you uh-huh. about uh, about uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies, sure. and then I've got other weird stuff. To talk about. <laughs> sure, I, sure, maybe. Sure. Um, so uh, the movie The Birds. Yeah. Okay, so The Birds happens in the early 60s. Okay. So the birds happens in the early sixties, yep. and birds take over. It ends with a lot of birds. <laughs> it does. Maybe they're maybe they're going to let things be. Maybe they won't. Maybe the birds are cool now. Maybe they're not. You don't know. Sure, sure. My my question to you is, yep. what are the rest of the sixties like? In
0: that <laughs> if that's the case,
1: that world where the birds have taken. Over. Yeah, yeah. Well, Do we if... get the Beatles? Do we get the sexual revolution? I think we get the Beatles. Do we get any of these things? Or is everyone just.
0: We'd get the Beatles, but we wouldn't get the birds. They go with a different name.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it was probably after the birds. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't get the birds. You'd be happy. You wouldn't get the Eagles, because they're also named after birds. Yeah, so that would work out for you. Do you say the Beatles yeah, are named that, after that, birds? That no, no, the Eagles. Oh the Eagle. Oh yeah, that's where
0: it works out all over. Woo. Yeah, I'm I'm all for this world. I don't know, like I uh, I've read I've read or maybe saw someone talking about how like the bird's arrival is about it's there. It's about jealousy. So like okay. when, when women are jealous of, of the lead actress in the movie, Kim Novak,
1: I believe. Okay.
0: Then you, then birds will attack. Oh. So like Suzanne Plachet is, is jealous of, cause she was sort of that fellow's girlfriend, you know, kind of on off, you know, we're one of those sort of relationships where, like, well, of course they're, they should be boyfriend, girlfriend. They're the only people alive on this Island of the same age. But of course, he's interested in Kim Novak, so she's jealous, and then he end up with the crow scene. And then you have the scene with with the mother uh, in the backyard, and and she's jealous of Kim Novak's character, and then the birds attack the house. And
1: are you saying the birds only get mad when the women act catty?
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's incredibly ironic or par- paradoxical.
1: Okay, here's the other bands that would not exist if it was Land of the Birds. Sure. Okay, can I get?
0: Oh, can, band, I okay. can I guess? Can I guess?
1: All right, hit me with some. Okay, go.
0: Okay, well, there was another birds, the British one, that spelled properly. No. So they, oh, they right. fair enough. They would not exist. Um, yep. So you said the eagles. Uh Oh, my. Let me <laughs> think. Let me just. Oh, look at my mind. Wow. What else wouldn't. Uh, huh. Flock of seagulls, I guess.
1: Yes, flock of seagulls. They would be gone. Took me an hour.
0: You guys didn't. Right. We took out the silence, everyone, but that was an hour, literally an hour for me to think of that. You could really go, there.
1: you could just go to town just on crows alone, frankly.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess like Stone the Crows, the Black Crows. County crows, Crows, Crow, nice. yeah,
1: yeah. Black Crows, yeah, you can hear all that. Sure, sure. Let me throw this out for you, the Yardbirds.
0: Oh, of course, Yardbirds, yeah.
1: Fabulous Thunderbirds. Sure. How about the Flamingos?
0: Fabulous Thunderbirds are more like cars, but okay, whatever. Well, okay, fair enough. The Flamingos, uh, that's good. Flamingos is good, sure.
1: We got Ryan Adams and the Cardinals. Okay. So they're gone. Okay. Uh, we got uh, the Doves. I've never heard of them, but apparently they're there. Um, oh, The Swans. Another the, one, Swans.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, Swans. There you go. Dixie Chicks uh, would be gone.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that means the chickens, but okay. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I think that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's good. That like Dixie Chicks. Have you heard of a band called Pelican? No, I have not. Okay, there you go. We also got Herbie Hancock. I don't think so. I don't think, that I really think they're
0: stretching a point here. I, there I, was, I oh, you know, Atomic Rooster. That's a band from the 60s. Uh, okay. Or late, late 70s. Early, sorry, this. early 70s? Point?
1: Yep. All right. Uh, quickly, give me a band that's named after a reptile. Go.
0: Oh, let's go with. Uh, with let's go. Really obscure with the uh lizards. Is that, I think that's her name, Flying okay. Lizards. The Flying Lizards who did like, uh, sure, you know, yeah. t- the, the, the like version of Money and stuff like that. Back back in the, yeah, the late late seventies. can also go
1: with White Snake. They say the turtles, but they're not reptiles, are they?
0: I don't. Snakes aren't. Snakes aren't reptile. I guess they are reptiles. Snakes are reptiles. I guess they are reptiles. You're right. Uh I don't think turtles okay. are reptiles. I think they're.
1: Okay, let's go with this, Dave. Name three arthropod bands.
0: What? Are, what are arthropods? Sorry.
1: Arthropods. Yeah, uh, they're like uh, in- insects. So uh, oh, insect insect
0: names. Okay, so wasp from the eighties. Um, let me just try and think here. Yeah, let's go
1: insects. Well, they count. Oh, the, spiders I, guess and the mos- be- I
0: guess the I guess the beetles. If we want to go with yeah, like there a, you
1: go. There we go. Like oh, that insect, and then
0: the, of course yeah, Buddy right, Holly and the, and the crickets would be another. Yes, name. sir. Very good. And then let me go f- see if I can get one more out of this particular okay. pie. I think I'm trying to think through the seventies if there was a. Oh, I can't think of one, sorry.
1: Alright. Adam Ant, we would also Oh Adam and the Ants, very good. Alright. Now Dave, I need one, a band uh named after a mollusk.
0: Named after a mollusk? Yes, okay. Please. So um sh- 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 mo- um Oh, uh no, it's not right. Oh, Jeffrey Frederick and the Clamtones. there you go.
1: There you go. Or we also have accepted blue oyster cult.
0: Blue oyster cult. I was trying to think of their name. Dang it.
1: Okay. Uh, would you like to name any band that uh, this is a very difficult? one. Okay. Band named after a fish.
0: Band named after a fish.
1: Yeah, a fish. I'll take anything in the ocean, basically. Let's go with that. Anything in the ocean.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, or a lake. I'll take a lake. Well, there
0: was a well. there was a, a, a jam band that came out of Jefferson Airplane called Hot Tuna.
1: Okay. Yeah, heard of Hot Tuna.
0: Um. So that's one. Let me just think here of other names for. Man, I get, don't know how many, how many fish bands are there. Is there are a lot of fish. Well, bands? there's
1: the band Fish, and there's oh, the band Fish. But it's
0: pH. Two, two bands. It's pH. There's pH, oh, H,
1: but yeah. there's also Fish. F F I S H. There's
0: both. Oh, okay, Fish is a—he's a lead. He's not really a band. He's a lead singer of the band Marilla. Very good, band.
1: I will take singers as well. Oh, okay, uh, we would have also accept a Dave the Eels. Oh, of course,
0: the Eels. Great band.
1: And in a bit of a stress, the yeah. stretch. Yeah. Lance Bass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sure. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not?
1: Okay. Uh, How about rodents?
0: Oh, rat. Um, yeah. Yep. Rat. The field mice, British group. Okay. Uh, Mouse in the Traps, 60s I Garage Band. I don't
1: know that, but
0: okay. Fair enough. 60s Garage Band. They did a cover of, of Bo Diddley's Who Do You Love? Um. Let me just turn to think here, everyone. Just do my best. It's funny how more mouse names, like not a lot of rat names I can think of besides the band rat. Uh, well, oh, oh, uh, the groundhogs, the group, the British. All group, right, the
1: we'll take the groundhogs, sure.
0: And the chipmunks, of course, uh, classic chipmunks.
1: Oh, uh... oh, chipmunks, very nice. Okay, and I'm the... also gonna go here uh, with Echo and the Bunnymen.
0: Oh, okay. I, I didn't realize. I, didn't, you know, my, my knowledge of of these things is awful. So a rabbit is part of is a. Is uh, a...
1: Uh, yeah, it's a rodent. Yeah.
0: Oh, I did not know that.
1: Uh, uh rodentia they are i guess that makes uh, oh, wait, sense sorry oh, oh no my mistake oh lupus right? my mistake lupus. they got it wrong uh rodentia does not include rabbits okay
0: that's okay i can't remember the name I'm trying i to think apologize of that to everyone
1: concerned yeah we'll accept then. modest mouse danger oh. mouse oh yeah uh, the fruit bats the aquabats, the squirrel <laughs> nut zippers <laughs> okay and john cafferty and the beaver brown band
0: wow Got ups- real obscure at the end there.
1: It really, really got obscure. I apologize. Okay. Well, there we go. We all had a good time.
0: Yeah. There. You- oh, I don't. I guess. I guess we did. I enjoyed that though. That was fun.
1: <laughs> good. That was fun. It wakes you up. That's right. Huh?
0: It's keeping me. Keeping you forgot me going about
1: here. your flu-like symptoms. Yes. <laughs>
0: but have they forgotten about me?
1: No, they have. They have not. Are you running? A- are you running a fever with this?
0: Uh, around 103.
1: Is it really? It's no, not. No,
0: it's is it? it? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't really have a fever or anything like that. It's pretty, this is mild. Right. Mild. It's more, is this more fatigue than anything?
1: Yeah. You were just doing a music reference there. Yes. Is that what you were doing? We hop, I let
0: right. it check All in right. and see I got a fever. 100%. I understand.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I've, I've made many a reference to that song and the work I've done.
0: I know. <laughs> and, I, and I love it when you do that.
1: Oh, good. I, I appreciate it. Just so you, so you know,
0: there's well one people. person in the world who's like cracking, a, cracking himself up at that one. <laughs> I mean, there's probably more than one, but I'm just saying there's at least one. Like, if you ever think, oh, why am I doing this joke? It's so lame. But just know, like, just know that it speaks to me.
1: I am glad people are still doing commentary tracks, uh, just because I would like to do that for almost all my work and just go, all right, let me explain this joke to anyone who gives a damn, because this is a real, oh, boy, this is the this is Um Oh, by the way, I, uh, I'm not going to tell you much about it. Okay, but just saw the movie Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Okay, very much, very much enjoyed it. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, stuff. yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's very much a movie that's done in a way that, like, here's the thing: it's, it's, it's nothing too original. Okay, as in, like, it really, really feels like someone who's watched a lot of movies and gone, I could do that, <laughs> but then they do that very, very well. They okay. watched a lot of movies in the right way, yeah, and then put it all together. You go like, yeah. So it's it's missing, I think, uh, you know, that extra thing that that lifts it completely up uh, uh, above. But it it is very good at what it is, and like as mm-hmm. you're watching it, we were doing a lot of oh, whoa,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh.
1: So it, I wish I, I wish I could have seen it in the theater.
0: I was just going to say it feels like a movie that would be fun in the theater to see with a with a large yeah. large a large large boisterous ish audience.
1: But it, uh, it's yeah, definitely oysters. it's definitely fun. I would say there's a lot of things in there that I just went, oh, this is like if the Joker wasn't an asshole. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> I'm in. This is uh, this is good. And also uh, Bob Odenkirk, you know, uh, I've uh, been a fan of for quite a while. Yeah, and you know, got to meet and briefly work with him once, and he was nice. And so far. He has not uh, been canceled so I'm going to enjoy this <laughs> while it's still the case. They have as I do with everyone who hasn't been uh, canceled.
0: They I have, they say, have yeah. not uh, yeah, they're good for you. No one has seen all those old episodes of Mr. Show yet, I guess. <laughs> Comedy
1: yeah, sometimes doesn't uh, travel. Yeah, and then uh, the old episodes of yeah. I was watching actually um, uh, Rob Lowe uh, episode of Saturday Night Live where he does one of the weirdest sketches I've ever seen, but he is really good. Okay, but it's really, really weird. And it was where he plays Arsenio Beckman. Okay, do you know this sketch? No. Okay, so the concept is uh, it's Rob Lowe, not quite in blackface, not quite. Okay. He's but he look but he's dressed completely like Arsenio. He's got extended fingers. He sounds just like Arsenio Hall. He's doing the show just like Arsenio Hall. Okay. But he's Arsenio Beckman. Okay. And he's doing his, his stuff. And one of the people that's in the audience is laughing very hard, as Arsenio's audience did. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everything he does and every catchphrase is Bob Odenkirk. You can clearly see him there. Some <laughs> other, you know, I think, you, Yeah, I think you might be able to see Louis C.K. I'm not sure. But, mm. like, you see, you see them all just laughing. And then at one point, he just, like, sits down before he starts to, an interview and just goes, let's address the elephant in the room. We all were inspired by Arsenio Hall. You know, he's the master, no one does it better, <laughs> but we're all trying to find our place. And it's just like, oh, he's just, um, in this world where Arsenio exists, but he's, you know, just interesting. uh And he does a great job. He does a great job, mm. but it's like, so to the point of just like, is it blackface? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. What did he do with his face? I'm not quite sure. And that Bob Odenkirk was in the audience really makes me feel like he wrote the sketch
0: yeah yeah so yeah,
1: yeah I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure but if you get a chance to watch that sketch it's very very strange <laughs> and it's very strange how it's shot too because it's got an audience that's reacting mm. to things they're like where in Saturday night Live did you put this audience you didn't tell the audience to react like this these are these are people who are acting how did you do this <laughs> and have no idea uh, but yeah it was, it was weird it was actually a very good uh Show with uh, with with Rob Lowe back then. He was uh, just coming off his underage sex scandal. If we want to like tie it all in <laughs> to, uh, to our, our theme, back
0: that again. Ooh.
1: Remember that? Sure. Oh, there you go.
0: Why why did he do that?
1: Why did he uh, do Saturday Night Live? No, why no. Did no why, did why did he get? Why did he get
0: it? You know what? Oh, I know why. Because he could. Anyway, so see. Yeah. That'll that'll gag.
1: Yeah. That that's that's pretty much. That
0: pretty much is. That's <laughs> pretty much is it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just different times, you know.
1: But are but are we judging? Yes, again, we are. That's what I do. <laughs> I'll judge. And as, as as our listeners have said, I'm the one who gets mad, and then you talk
0: me down. That's right. Get Get off the ledge, Ian.
1: That's right. Talk me. Talk. Get me off on the anger down. ledge. Talk me down. Um, <laughs> did you did you end up seeing the new version of Justice League?
0: I watched. About 43 minutes of it. I don't know that...
1: if the first 43 minutes, yeah. Okay, all right. Does that
0: count as seeing?
1: I, sure, you know, sure.
0: I, I do plan to go back to it again. I just, you know, I'm just I'm in a busy, busy time right now. So, you know, I got a lot of, got a lot of, uh, got a lot of, uh, dark shadows, uh, you know, things to write up. So,
1: yeah, there's priorities. You're not wrong.
0: Yeah, but um, I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Like, I, I didn't, um, I mean, it, I didn't see did that
1: to where, where are you up to then at 43 minutes oh that's about less know. than a quarter of the movie
0: yeah yeah i know that seems like an okay way to watch it i just wish i'd been able to watch it to i think i watched it into the next subtitled part and okay then, and then i stopped so i think like batman went and he was like trying to talk aquaman he's just being a real jerk uh to to join the justice league but but aquaman just takes off his shirt and jumps into the water and i was watching that, i was like Did he actually jump into the cold water? I wonder if that was like freezing cold water.
1: Well, if you enjoyed that, you're going to enjoy seeing the same scene again very shortly. So, yeah.
0: Oh, is that? Oh, no. I mean, I saw that's what I was watching in this movie. I saw that part of the. No, no. I mean, in
1: this, in this movie again. Oh, oh. He he will take off his sweater one more time. Oh, all right. And he will jump in the water one more
0: time. Sure. Good good looking torso.
1: Yeah. This is one of the things about this movie is like, if you see something in the movie and like you accidentally look away for a second, don't yeah. worry. They're going to do it at least one more time. <laughs> you don't get a four and some change movie without, you know, doubling up mm. the events that occur in some way. If you think mm, that's it, and mm. yeah. um, but I don't think. But yeah, I, I came up with an ending for it that I think is uh, a better ending. Okay. But, uh, I should, I...
0: You should let me watch it first.
1: Because Although... it's not at all the ending. I don't know if that ruins it for you. For me to say the ending, or if I should wait until you've seen it. And then tell you it. <laughs> That's
0: yeah. I don't know. It's so uh, it's weird. So uh, let me just ask you this then: Is it different? Okay. Is it a different ending than the Joss Whedon version?
1: Yes, sir, it is.
0: Okay. Hmm. You know what? Talk it to me. Let me hear it.
1: Here's here's my ending. If their whole thing is wanting to bring Superman back to life because he's going to be able to like save them all. Okay. So my my feeling is it should be this. So they have the big climactic battle. And they've got super. They bring Superman back, but then Superman just kind of doubles over because he's been dead recently, yeah. and he's not doing great. Yeah. So, like the big weapon that they brought is like, oh shit, he's he's out. Mm-hmm. We've got to protect Superman, yeah. and we've got to do the job. So, so you know, he he you know uh, he gives them some advice or whatever. He basically he inspires them. They work together now as a team yeah, yeah. because they know individually they can't beat this guy, but as a team they could. And then finally, at the end, just when it looks like you know, you know, they've done their best and they're doing really well and they they finally figured out how to do all this, but yeah. then you know, there's an unfair thing that happens. Maybe Dark Side shows up or something. It's like it's not fair, but you know, you guys would have won under real circumstances. And then at the last second, Superman in this time that it's taken has gained his strength. Because they bought him the time that he needed to heal, and then he like gives the last, cup. but boom, pow, <laughs> punch, and takes care of business. And maybe they all have a little punchy punch at the last second as well. But like Superman, I think should inspire them all to work together. Yeah. So by the end of it, they go, you know, we're better as a team mm-hmm. because when one of us is down, we can cover for that person, and you know, and 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 do this. Whereas, you know, they do, they go a different way in both of the other movies. Mm-hmm. But I never feel like they actually make it as we're a team that's a team. And it also works to me for the Superman trilogy in that the first movie, he's like, I don't know what I am or who I am or what I'm doing. I guess I'll do this. And then he ends up having to kill a guy and is not happy about that. Then the next film... You know, he's scaring everybody. He's like, "What am I? What am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I the influence I'm having on the world doesn't seem to be great." You know, I'm saving people, but ugh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he, and then he dies after beating a guy to death, which again doesn't seem great. And then in this <laughs> one, it would be nice if he goes, "Ah, while I was gone, all of these other beings uh, who have superpowers were inspired by what I did, and that's what I am. I'm." The example, so I've got, to hold, I've got to be a good example to these superheroes and work with them, I, ideally. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, so what I, what I am is all right. I'm you know, I'm a role model for these guys. Oh, oh okay, yeah, that's who I am. And, I'll, and I'm, I'm not alone as well. That's another nice thing because he was very alone at the beginning. He's not alone because he's found the love of his life. He's got his family. And then he's also got beings that are like him around him. And it's like, yeah, and he's, he knows who he is. There you go. And also, you save the world. Hooray! Nice, uh, nice ending. Works for the end of a trilogy. Works for the start of a Justice League. Works for all of this. None of that's done in either of the two movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, that goes against the individualism that's being promoted in those movies, I think.
1: Yeah, this is the problem when you've got a Justice League. Also, <laughs> uh, maybe at some point, say the word Justice League. You know? When you're the Justice League, say that.
0: Yeah, someone should go, what is this? Some kind of Justice
1: League? I know that's what you got to do. <laughs> and you go, "What's the JL stand for?" <laughs> Super Hope. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you, you guys. Yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. I, wa- I mean, I watched it. I kind, I kind of, uh, I, I kind of like this the uh, the slowness of it.
1: <laughs> oh, you like, like uh, someone someone <laughs> uh, said if they took a slow mo out, how much less movie there'd be, and it's considerable. There's like a mm. lot of that movie that's in slow-mo.
0: But it's not even that. I don't mean like the slow-mo. I mean like the pacing is like so gla- okay. glacial. Uh, also
1: you know? also
0: Yeah. It's like so, you know, like every scene is like is lingering shots of, of people lingering. And then they, then they say something and then they move, you know, and have more lingering shots. And Aquaman takes off his shirt and jumps in the water. And you go,
1: ooh, I wonder if that water was cold. Twice. Twice. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the second one yet. To, to the point where you're wondering, where does he get the sweaters? Yeah. he's getting him in the ocean because he comes out and he's got a sweater. Yeah, yeah. or there's women waiting with sweaters when he comes out. That's what happens. A sweater on. Yeah, does himself, comes back, jumps in the water, uh, goes, goes and uh, does his, uh, does his business.
0: They're knitting those nice cable knit uh, uh, sweaters for him. Uh, oh,
1: they are nice. Yeah, oh, no, they're really nice. Uh, oh, they're they're they a pretty they're a pretty sweater. It's <laughs> gonna say something, and I have forgotten, and that's okay.
0: Was it a, so was it are. about Justice League?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking oh, okay. about Jesse, very important <laughs> too, and it's it gone. Oh, here's what it was. Oh, okay. It was that um, uh, they sort of set up in in this that when a person is moving quickly, yeah, everything goes into slow mo. uh, okay. you know, uh, six million dollar man style. Sure. So, so Wonder Woman when she's watching bullets go by her, she's in slow mo. Yeah. When the Flash is doing stuff. He's in slow mo. But then. Uh, Zack Snyder loves slow mo so much, he has like a slow mo scene with Lois Lane with her coffee, and she's putting her coffee down. She (laughs) puts her coffee down in slow mo. Like, is she moving at super speed? It's like, if you have a gimmick that you use for a certain thing and this kind of thing, then you've got to only use it for that. This is a problem. Or just, you know, you can't just, oh, well. I'm not going to tell him what he's going to do. His Army of the Dead movie looks good. That trailer looks pretty freaking good, so yeah, watch that. I'll enjoy
0: that. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. Who knows? It's uh, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I watched the first one, so I feel like I feel like I. I don't know. I didn't notice enough difference in this in this new one to make me want to like keep watching. So, oh, well, the uh,
1: the Donna the Dead that you talking oh, about? No, Justice or? League.
0: Oh, Justice,
1: Justice League. League. Okay, what did you think of Donna of the Dead, the uh, Zack Snyder version?
0: Well, as as always, I really like the beginning of it.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Beginning. It's
0: really good. It's really fast and and very Not exciting. Not top the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but once it kind of settles into the mall, I don't know. I just find I'm more I'm more interested in like the world. I've talked about this before, like with the Triffids and stuff like that. I'm just more interested in like seeing like how how everything is affected by this change. Mm -hmm. you know like everyone's blind and there's plants attacking people like what what does that mean what does that mean for for society like what 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 can survivors do to to escape this and what you know like it's it's more i like the problem solving element of it more than i like you know the drama of being chased by zombies which you know that's fine i guess but that it's not that interesting Mm -hmm. and i feel the same way like we were talking when we talked about uh, dark shadows in the past we were talking about the character of adam who's like a frankenstein like character and you know he's Early on, his character is quite boring because he just grunts and you know, grunt walks around and grunting, and so it's just kind of limited. You know, like you, I want, I want dialogue and I want you know some sort of like sprightly banter, <laughs> not not some going uh uh uh, and so I feel the same way about zombie movies. It just kind of devolves into like people being chased by other people, but it's not it's not fun or anything. It's just kind of gr- grueling, you know. Right. But what's exciting is like seeing this world change, like the beginning of twenty-eight days later, when when the character um, wakes up in the hospital, which is, of course, taken right out of *Day of the Triffids*. But anyway, never mind. But when he wakes up in the hospital and then goes out into this world that's like changed, seemingly overnight for this character, you know, and like, and he has to kind of navigate this whole new, this whole new reality. That's really exciting. I find the rest of the movie a bit of a, a bore because it's just sort of a, a, the inevitable. You know, partly it's a British movie, so you know, like people are just gonna be bad to each other, and it's gonna, <laughs> then it's gonna end. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, British people. Yeah, it had a, it the had worst. a
1: happier ending than you'd expect for a British movie. 28, 28 days later, super happy. Yeah, well, it depends what ending you saw. There was multiple endings.
0: Oh okay, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't remember much after Christopher Eccleston's character gets blood in his eye, and then and then goes and then goes. Yeah, no, they, goes you know, uh,
1: things things are okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it, but it's like things are okay. They're okay.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure
1: it's gonna be a bit. Huh?
0: They had 28 days after whatever it's called.
1: They did. Oh boy, did they ever! <laughs> uh, which which had one really really good idea. Okay. Which,
2: which I've is, never seen uh, it actually. Which
1: seen it. If, you know in a bad situation you know uh, you made you, you you made up a story of what you did to your family mm. and and you and 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 you know you're the hero in this and uh, and then the truth comes out. I'm like, oh boy, that's more scary than anything. Like getting called out on this <laughs> lie. It's like, oh boy. That uh, was, that's really good. Oh, That chilling. would be,
0: that would be, yeah. That's more chilling than the zombies. But that's the yeah. thing, right? Like that's, I mean, that's what I think what people with their zombie movies forget is that the zombies are, the zombies should be like a metaphor for something. It's, they're not really important. Like, like I know, like, you know, the gross art stuff is fun, I guess. Like, you know, I like, I enjoy Tom Savini getting torn in half in, uh, Sure. Dawn of sure. the Dead in the mall and stuff like that. that's that's fun.
1: Or the riff on that in uh, Shauna that it's, sure, right, sure, with, uh, the yeah. guy getting torn apart, which yeah. of course is yeah, you're right, it's a Thompson uh I would love it if uh if the zombies were outside of a mall just going metaphor. metaphor. <laughs>
2: they
0: should. We're and the only way you can
1: beat them is you have to decide whether they're a metaphor for, <laughs> and they're, they're just like overpopulation. Ah, uh, no. close. No. Just like a consumerism. Ah, oh, you're very close. Almost. Military
0: industrial yeah. complex. Oh. Uh,
1: you know, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. <laughs> but until you decide uh, one person's going to get eaten every <laughs> is 15 it, minutes.
0: Is it prejudice? Is it prejudice? Ah. Oh.
1: Uh. Uh, one thing I do like, though, about this Army of the Dead movie. First of all, I like Dave uh, Bat- Batusta. Is that his Dave uh, Batista? yep, yep. Yeah, he's the lead, and so he's that's good. okay. And uh, do you know this movie? Have you seen the trailer? I've not seen the trailer for it. No. Oh, a trailers a delight.
0: But you know, I don't um, tend to watch trailers. So fair enough. Unless I see them um, in the theater.
1: Um, but uh, I'll tell you a cast member that's that's in it. Okay. Uh, that's the cast member that everyone's going. What?
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I guess? Uh, then can I guess?
1: Oh sure. Let me say. All right. I'm going to give you a clue. It's not going to help you in okay.
0: any way. Okay. Okay. No
1: way. I'm going to give you two big clues. Okay. It's a comedian, okay. It's a comedian, yeah. And it's a, uh, a a female comedian.
0: Oh, I know already.
1: No, you know. Yeah, I do. No,
0: oh. are the initials T N?
1: Oh yeah, you did. Okay, well you've been looking at the internet now. Good
0: for you. <laughs> I yes. guess I did. I guess I did see that then. Yeah, I guess I did see if that. You were, I think if I you saw some screen be, caps from from the uh, from it I've heard Very good.
1: If you were to guess a year ago, <laughs> a year ago yeah. of just like who is going to be the person in this trailer who looks like the breakout one kick-ass action star. Yeah, yeah. That looks like the most kick-ass action star. Dave Dave Petrucci, you're like, yeah, yeah, Dave Petrucci looks good. And and then you see another person go like, oh, this is who I care about. And also that everybody, regardless of your uh, gender, goes, well, that that was pretty hot. <laughs> she's, pretty, she's pretty. hot. It would. It would and you, you were to say that's who it is. Yeah. Uh, you would have to go a long time before someone goes take Natara.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. that
1: even take Natara? Um. But take is a uh, pretty freaking kickass, and she's replacing Chris uh, Delia again. I don't know how to say his name, but he was he was in the movie, and then uh, there was uh, sexual misconduct. There was. Oh god damn! We got a theme: underage <laughs> photos of girls. Oh dear. There again, ugh. So joint yeah, he's out, and then Tate is CGI'd in, so she's not like she she's put in the movie later, but she is one of the most kick-ass parts of the trailer. And you're like, oh. that's interesting. Right. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, good for her. I, Maybe a new, I agree. a new
0: John Wick-like career will open up for her.
1: No shit! Like it is very. It's so goddamn yeah! Like seeing this and just like yeah, just like and it. It doesn't feel much like oh, that's nice. They're doing that. That's a nice thing to do. <laughs> no, like, that's great. Yeah, that yeah. really works. Who would have thought this would work? Well, okay, that's all right, great. But
0: and this took This is Zack Snyder. This is Zack Snyder.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I've seen all of it. I watched. I watched most of uh, *Day of the Dead*, the his version with Sarah Pauly. but she's really good in it.
1: Yeah, yep. and, I mean, and uh, a guy I know, uh, Boy, Boy Banks, is in it. I mean, if it wasn't
0: for um, *Sucker Punch*, I, I, I would think that he was like a good woman's, a good women's director. But uh, unfortunately, he did *Sucker Punch*, so then we would know you.
1: Have, we know what would actually. you have thought he directed women well in?
0: Well, *Day of the Dead*. I think Sarah Pauly okay. plays like down a strong, dead, yeah. or Dawn of the Dead, I think she plays a strong character Three in that.
1: 300, there's no women in it.
0: No, there's uh, the Queen. Watchmen. There's queen and it.
1: it's the Queen in it. Okay, Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's, yeah, a little bit.
0: I mean, I think that I mean, he doesn't
1: weaken. You do what you do with what you got.
0: Yeah, he doesn't weaken the characters. He doesn't make them subservient. He still keeps uh, um, the, whatever her name is, the, what's her name? Lori. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Anyway,
1: uh, s- uh, sapphire? Uh, silhouette,
0: s- isn't it? Sir Specter, something? I
1: silhouette. Silk Specter.
0: Silk Specter. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, I think correct, that yes. she. He, you know, she maintains her own like autonomy as a character. She doesn't become like, you know what I mean? Like he, he still, he doesn't, he doesn't like kind of like you'd think like a guy like that who's a real man's man when you think of like three hundred for instance. But the queen in that movie stands out a lot as like a strong character, as strong as the men, you know. And then, but you
1: wouldn't, you wouldn't look at three hundred and go. Well, no. that's a good woman's director. It's
0: not a woman. It's not a woman's movie. No, it's not. No. It's not. And
1: then Watchmen, he just directly did the comic. Sure, like, sure. Like line for line, like it's just it's the comic. So
0: a little well, to a to a two degree, but it has its own twist on it, and that's where it, it falls apart. I think.
1: Yeah, but it didn't have any twist on it that involved a woman in any way doing something new. No, no, it was no. yeah. Uh, okay, so then we get to uh, Man of Steel. Lois Lane is really aside oh, from this oh, one whiny woman. You're right, she's a real, w- woman right. she's she's a real, real wet
0: sandwich, real wet sandwich. Not
1: good. And then you got Batman v Superman, where she's back, and uh, we 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 introduce Wonder Woman. We see her; she shows up. We get the. You're right. I take it. You. I take it
0: back. I take uh, it back it entirely good. based on Lois Lane, because Lois okay. Lane, Lois Lane should be Margot Kidder's character from from the first Superman movie. I mean, that's like the best portrayal of Lois Lane. Like, if okay. you're gonna if you're gonna do a Lois Lane in a movie, do that. You want to like a hard bitten. You know, hard-charging journalist who's like, you know, not afraid of anything. Whereas Amy Adams' character feels feels like this is a real wet sandwich. You know, like she's this real wishy-washy. I don't know. There's not much now, to her of character. of
1: course, if you're talking about Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of yeah, yes, I agree with you. He's a good owl, <laughs> female owl director. He directed Fem- Helen Mirren uh, He directed Cornish well. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, sure. so okay. you know you
0: would. No, no, I take it. No, no, I've, I've, I've withdrawn my, my claim. All
1: right, very good.
0: Basically, it was just based Don... on my, my feelings about Sarah Pauli and, and, Dawn of the Dead. But, upon further reflection, it was more than just sucker punch. I remember watching I now... that movie with the girls, and uh, Eve turned to me and she said, "We just got sucker punched."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I walked, I walked oh, out great. on three hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, ah, life's short. Yeah. I'm gone. I walked out on Justice League, but that was also partially because there were some jerks in the audience mm. that were like, "Well, this is going to just be unpleasant all the way around. We're gone." Yeah, yeah. And now I'm thinking that, without realizing it, I walked out on uh, Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Ga'ul because <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I I, uh, I went in to see the uh, the cartoon that was playing before it, yeah, and then I and then I went out and got my money back. And uh, and uh, it was because you know you could you could see the cartoon and then like get your money back because you know you weren't seeing enough of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I went to see Fur of Flying. Oh. The, the Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> and then it was get... uh, a Road Runner. Yeah. And you got your money back. I got my money back. Huh. Well, not for a second. You. Maybe I'll see this. And I was like, you know, I got other stuff to do today, so I uh, so I left. So sorry, sorry that I didn't see uh, Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Goku.
0: Uh. Slow motion in that movie, by the way, if I remember the trailer correctly. I've only seen the trailer for it. In 3D.
1: You know, you do a lot of I don't see the trailers, and then you tell me a lot about the trailers.
0: No, I saw it in the theater. I only see trailers Um, in the theater.
1: Okay, well, then I guess you haven't seen trailers in a year.
0: I know, I have not.
1: Wow, that might be what your immune system is uh, is, uh, reacting to. (laughs)
0: That's right. Oh, my gosh. The girls and I were talking the other day, and we were like, oh, I would go to the movie theater just to watch trailers i said man i would go to the movie here just to watch those stupid military popcorn talk to each other
1: <laughs> all right you're getting in there you're all gonna die <laughs> are we just popcorn yeah yeah who is paying you for this your hand into a bag and feel your friend is turned into a pile of goo because of the butter <laughs> that's when you know like, right. <laughs> for sure,
0: people for people enough. who aren't in on what we're talking about here in canada before the before the movie starts there is a uh a little commercial for Scotia Bank and the Scotia Bank card. Like you can get a, you can get a a points card that gives you movie points. So if you what you spend, you can get you can cash in on movie tickets. And uh, in order to promote this, they have these popcorn that are <laughs> one of them's like a kernel, which is hilarious, of course, because it's a popcorn joking. kernel. Yeah, I get it's it. It's
1: funnier every time.
0: Oh, yeah, every time. And there's kind of like the big, big action hero one. There's the smart girl. There's the whatever. <laughs> and then they they have like a little adventure. To pay with their card, and we get, we get to learn the the value of tap, tapping the card on you know the machine because you know of course they're popcorn they can't punch in the their 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 number they can't punch in their uh, I don't know why because they're already hopping around <laughs> flying around on a card but apparently they can't they have to tap it that's the only way they can get to it so anyway they uh, yeah it's quite it's quite the thing but you know what like I say I miss it I miss it I miss seeing that I miss the car commercials I just miss everything I miss the whole the whole horrible experience before the actual movie starts except for the trailers are trailers are always great.
1: Yeah, there was a the, the first one was uh, the colonel asking for volunteers to go on a mission. Yeah. And saying it's a one-way mission. Yes. And they get into the popcorn bag yeah. and then there's they're sent off and they they can see from their high view, you know, looking back down at home and it's really beautiful. Yeah. Not realizing they're going to be eaten. <laughs> and then later yeah. somehow they evolve to the point where they're eating food like they're in yeah. a restaurant yeah uh, yeah to see the movie now they're now they're seeing the film they're not <laughs> food that <laughs> others will consume uh they're eating like a, a donut and like i don't know how this works
0: <laughs> it's called evolution yeah. man
1: yeah the one i the one i like there's uh yeah there's the there's the, the smart the smart girl there's uh, uh, four eyes, old glasses guy, <laughs> yes. and glasses guy uh, faints at the slightest thing, just, <gasps> and just will pass out. <laughs> but, the, but the one guy who never gets any uh, uh, lines yeah. is, he's got, um, he's, got he's, he's like he's working at a, a Mission Control in Houston, and okay. he's got the headset, okay. and he's got a tie, and he's all business. <laughs> There's another guy who's got sunglasses, maybe sunglasses. Is the guy who passes out yeah i think sunglasses is the pass out guy but the guy with the tie and the headset yeah it was all business he's got a crew cut <laughs> he's got really uh bushy eyebrows yeah, as yeah. far as you can with popcorn yeah i, I, I want to know uh i want to know his deal
0: <laughs> he's not giving you you know what he'll he'll have like the biggest role at the very end at the end of this the uh the, the arc
1: yeah yeah he i'm he now looking and end. there's an, an interview with the guy who created them
2: nah. yeah.
0: What? Why would you claim? Why would you even want to be known for that?
1: Yeah, uh, he, it's Kevin Grady is his name.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, he Kev, Kevin. Grady, comedy. go fuck off. Oh, geez, wow, that's uh, tough but fair. <laughs> I'm well, gonna. You know what? I, I still miss you, them. I still miss them. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you one of the videos to put up on the site of people uh, care for such things. Sure. I, I sure. like the. I like the idea that like. We're going to go back to the movies. It's going to be this. It's going to be like, movie theaters are open, you know, with limited seating. You know, yeah, course. yeah, of course. And we're like, go see the movies. And we're like, oh, we'll love to see the movies. So we're, we're going to go. We're going to sit down. We're going to be like, wait for the movie. And then it'll start. And all these ads will start. And we'll just be like, fuck you. We'll just be <laughs> mad. All for this will be nothing. I'm just not going to. No. I don't. We won't take it.
0: I don't think no. so. I think we're going to be just like,
1: the oh.
0: Seven car ads in a row. Oh my gosh, this is heaven. Heaven on earth.
1: What? You're gonna see an adorable thing about a girl who builds a snowman and then puts it in the fridge. Yeah, and they watch movies watch every movies winter. together.
0: Oh my gosh. Yep. Touching. Touching. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that by Kevin Greedy as well?
1: Uh, probably. Let's say that. No. <laughs> I think. It, I think it was one where they actually. It that really felt like they wanted an award. Like it was like yeah, it's like on, Pixar. It's like their the Pixar world. moment. Give us an award? And he's like no, no.
0: <laughs> well,
1: they would only Did get you, like, uh, a,
0: they could only get an advertising award. They're not going to get a
1: yeah. They're going to get something. Yeah, you get something. Is there a Canadian? Canadian and, is there a Canadian? What?
0: Is there Canadian advertising awards?
1: Oh my god, there have to be. How would there not be? Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: Of course there, there must be.
0: I guess so. It's been a while since I listened to Under the Influence, that uh, CBC show.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He he must have. Want something for that aubergine bullshit. Yeah, he must have won something,
0: right? <laughs> I don't know what that is.
1: Okay. Uh, when Eaton's was uh, doing one of their last ditch things, of just like, what if we like market ourselves as, you know, aubergine? What do you mean? Well, you know, we'll, what we'll do is we'll do old timey, like, you know, 1940s, 50s uh, style, uh, but it's like, it's aubergine and everything's kind of purple. What's that got to do with Eaton's? <laughs> Trust me on this. And that was their big marketing thing. He was behind it. Oh, really? And so I was like, oh, Jean!" Oh, and uh, everyone's dancing. And it was confusing. And then Eaton's went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was very weird. Oh, I'm going to send you that ad too.
0: Because
1: I've got to. <laughs> Edens I mean, is an
0: example of a company. that They didn't go into uh-huh. business because of poor sales and stuff like that. Same with Woodward's. They went into business because of family infighting.
1: Was that right? And that's what
0: that's what scuppered them is that no one, you know, there's all all this back and forth and attempts at these hostile like attempts to like control stock and and all, disagreements of direction and the family just they just sabotage themselves. Same with the same with the Woodwards. Mm. You know, I mean, it's possible like modern times that Woodwards wouldn't survive. I mean, we just saw like uh, Army Navy close here, a pretty popular chain store in the Lower Mainland. Oh wow! Closed last year, I guess, or just with the with the on, onset of COVID, they just couldn't make couldn't make a go of it anymore.
1: Yeah, that's possible. It's yeah. too
0: bad, but because uh, I I really liked uh, Army Navy for for some things, they're a really good place to go and buy stuff that you need, especially like um, just like weird things. <laughs> but also like cheap sheets and and towels yeah. and things. Yeah, it was
1: a it was a weirdo store. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. yeah, I liked I liked it as well. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to remember We always the went name. there
0: to the one in US we always went there for for school supplies when school was coming in we would always go to Army Navy and we would get uh, get our school supplies there. So I always remember that.
1: That's where we got all of our outfits for space arm when we did it. Oh really? We you know we, went, we got uh, all the um jumpsuits. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: we got them. yeah, that's where you go. That's a reasonable <laughs> price. For sure. That's, yeah, that's so get get some shoes. Yeah. I think uh I think that's also where we got shoes for uh oh no, I don't want to say that because No, I'm not gonna say it because I'm probably getting that wrong. No, no, forget it, forget I said anything. Moving on.
0: It was the only only department store here in BC that sold rifles. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They had a hunting like hunting and fishing section in, in, in the store. Oh, huh,
1: interesting. And I
0: don't know if the modern version of it sold rifles. I remember they they sold fishing tackle, but I don't remember rifles being there, but I I didn't really look for them. But I remember as a kid, like being in the lower belly of the store the, the newest minster one which was like a built in an, an old woodward store actually because woodwards had moved up the hill and they ba- abandoned the store and so army navy took it over and okay. but on their on their bo- on their lowest floor they they had like you know all the fishing tackle and then they had rifles and stuff and hun- you could buy your hunting hunting permits and stuff there you know
1: when uh, when I went to college there was an Armenian near us, so uh, that's where we go for cheap hot dogs.
0: That's what I mean. That's the best Armenian yeah, New Westminster. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's closed now? The whole yeah, oh. they're all closed, yeah.
1: Oh boo I know on the world. <laughs> I know. Boo to everything.
0: Boo. <laughs> I know, I always liked it. I always I would go to uh the one here in Langley, I would I always go to uh the art store beside it and then I would go in and tool around. This is a good place to go. Like if you're like thinking to yourself, Oh man, I need like a I need a cheap belt let's go you go to army navy and you find a cheap belt or say you forgot like this happened to me a couple of times where i forgot my gym strip yeah i would just go to army navy and like just buy their cheapest stuff like cheap shorts and cheap uh tank top and be like oh that's good enough Can put that into the rotation well did
1: you say gym strip yes i did say gym strip yeah yeah yeah. i used to say that too yeah I never said that at school it's a weird thing right you never said that at school. Think of, like. Well, no, I've said that when I was in school because you yeah, got yeah. your gym strip. Yeah, yeah. But like now in the real world, yeah. if I'm going to the gym, yeah. I never say, Hey, Han, where's my gym strip? Oh, you know what? Like you never say that.
0: I still say that. You? Obviously, I just said it.
1: <laughs> it's just like, it's What's that mean? Strip? That's your clothing. That's your outfit. Your strip. Is guess, there any other kinds of strips?
0: I guess. I don't know.
1: Just a... I've got my gardening strip.
0: Listen, if you're going to start questioning idioms, <laughs> look out. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, hey, we got to put on our church strip. We're going to church. Yeah. Or, or is strip, just like something real basic, like it's roused about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm asking everybody out there now. Strip. Do you use that as as clothes?
0: Well, I mean, do you use it? I think it's oh, a specific. I think it's a specific uh, idiom in the gym strip.
1: You know? Yeah, that's weird. Like I, again, <laughs> yeah. that's a phrase I have not used since grade 10 oh, okay if that well, that's what yeah. i that's what i call it interesting I, okay fair what enough you gonna
0: call them, your gym clothes that doesn't sound right That sounds weird strict
1: yeah oh, gym like, strip. why does gym clothes sound weird i don't know it just seems <laughs> it weird doesn't sound it sounds weird in the slightest hey can i get my gym clothes whoa whoa
0: whoa wait, hey, wait hey, a second clothes, what a weirdo
1: right, fancy man. <laughs> hey listen clothes. yeah
0: what is that your <laughs> your gym tuxedo
1: yeah, that's what clothes are. When you think clothes, <laughs> you think tuxedo. I just feel it feels like that's more. Right.
0: It feels more formal than just like a pair of stretchy pants and a and a tank top that you throw on. I
1: don't think I don't think the word clothes sounds formal, but okay, fair, fair. You tell us. I said it
0: sounds uh, more sorry. formal. It sounds mm-hmm. more formal. Gym strip. That's what it's called. I don't understand.
1: Gym strip. Are you sure? um, yeah, when you're saying things that were clothes, it just made me think of uh, something that I'm a little like annoyed about uh hearing that uh, uh cinemarama in uh in la is uh, the cinemarama dome is closing oh no and uh i've i've gone by it uh many times yeah it's an arc light uh, cinema now yeah uh and i've never gone in because mm. i've always had other stuff that i was doing that day yeah. i'm like ah that'll be around forever yeah yeah, i'll be around forever no big deal <laughs> uh and uh now it's going to be closing and uh damn it i'm mad that i never got a chance to go
0: is it being uh, converted into uh, housing?
1: Uh, no, it's just shut down because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, COVID fucked everything up.
0: Yeah, yeah. You don't think someone else could take it over? And,
1: uh... I do. Like, it just stuns me, the idea that, like, yeah. there's all of these movie people who are millionaires.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: There's going to be no way this thing could keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's going to be, but who knows? Because the,
0: yeah. the Cinerama in Seattle is owned by one of the Microsoft guys
1: yeah hey like, like he bought know, it guys... he bought
0: it to preserve it, although my feeling about that is i'm kind of i'm kind of i don't know i'm kind of free market no no not that i, I no i just i, I feel like I mean, it's okay to Ayn, keep Ayn it but as the as the as the as the uh architecture around it changes you know like as as Seattle moves from its you know kind of current four story building height in the in the Belltown area now you know soon it'll be all these like Forty-foot skyscrapers full of empty condos. But then this one little flat building sitting there—that's a Cinerama—surrounded by. It just be. It just be kind of weird. It'll feel like. It just feels strange. I don't know. I just.
1: You know what it'll be like. It'll be like the guy with dark hair, too dark, and it's like you're, <laughs> this, this doesn't fit in, but <laughs> exactly. the rest. Exactly. It's like it's jarring. Exactly. Yeah. It's jarring. Here's a here's a question for you. So the uh, so the Cinerama Dome. Yeah. Uh, opened in 1963. Okay. All right. Uh, it was a world premiere uh, of a movie that's uh, a Cinerama movie, uh, seventy millimeter uh, film. Yep. Uh, what was the movie? It was a comedy, and it was nineteen sixty-three. Big comedy.
0: I guess I have Mad Mad World.
1: I'm sorry, it was a Mad 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 World. Yes.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm too. You, you didn't. You mad. didn't see my. I had some dots in there.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, well, very. Good. Yeah, yeah. I you apologize.
0: didn't see them. I'm sorry. I should have made the dot sounds and then.
1: All right. Like, very
0: good. I was you with that on Listening Party, talking about Victor Borga with Mary, doing, <laughs> doing some audible uh, punctuation for her.
1: Yeah, that's your podcast, Basically Borga. Basically
0: yeah. Borga. We talk about the Borges, ben, the uh, the the infamous family of uh, poisoners in poisoners, Venice. Yeah, yeah. We uh, talk about Victor Borga.
1: You do a poison tasting at the beginning of every episode, we do a poison. so a little a little poison tasting just to build up a tolerance. Just
0: to build up a tolerance, because we do occasionally try to poison each other during the podcast. Right, it's that's a lot family. better if that's you that. have built up a you know some some resistance. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: poison them right back. That's that's the way you can do it. <laughs> exactly, it's a real
1: tit for tat. Yeah, yeah ah uh, oh, charles adams yeah you were you're so good, good and, for you, charles
0: and of course adams. we keep we keep our uh, poison in a little inner ring that that folds you know has a little hinged latch that opens up and we pour our poison from a ring into the drink well yeah. and looking the out.
1: ring and the ring has the skull and crossbones on it which is a bit <laughs> of a giveaway
0: it is a little bit but you know what i'm i'm a big uh, skull and crossbones aficionado having been a member of the yale uh, the skull and bones
1: well, I don't okay. want to get naked in front of a bunch of other fellows in a coffin. And then well, I think something happens to my junk.
0: Each to his own. So is no, what I each to his own is what I say.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd like. I'd like to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Is that really that off putting to you? That you wouldn't want to join like a, a society uh, okay, that would, would like, uh, make you. Uh, a
1: society where yeah. they're all wearing robes. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm naked yeah. in a coffin. Yeah. And then somehow. Uh, my genitalia gets ex- assaulted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't like school. I think that's
0: <laughs> my problem. I feel like okay, if you could qualify for the Skull and Crossbones, like the great, the kind of well-known Yale, I think it's Yale Club that you know, like George George Bush. Was I'd rather be a and, Harvard man, but okay. Go but go <laughs> but I you know, like, I mean, if that's where you're at, I mean, the opportunities of being a member of that is phenomenal. Like, sure, you're gonna have to do some. You know, have a little bit of a genitalia humiliation, but that stuff goes away. You always got that secret handshake to, you know, when you get arrested for murder, you just give that secret handshake and then they just let you go. Skull and crossbones. Now, was, uh, okay.
1: Was, was George W. Bush a member of Skull and crossbones?
0: I believe he was. I believe he followed his father. He followed his father's father. All right. Now, I know now, that now this, George Bush was. But.
1: Right. Yeah. The, 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 Oops. That, that makes, that makes sense. Um. My 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 question about that then is like sure. uh so so your father is head of the CIA okay. your father then becomes president. Sure. Do you feel like, like it didn't matter because like you know you you, you still had all the boosts you, you needed with like that. You didn't need, need to again <laughs> lie in a coffin and uh you know have someone punch your balls.
0: <laughs> I think I think that's... And by the way, I don't
1: know if that's what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're exaggerating it. Um, they fuck a goat. So I think that if, uh, if What's that...
1: the one that you got to put your penis in the pig's mouth?
0: What's the one thing, Lord of the Flies? What's
1: the one you got to do the uh, penis in the pig's mouth? I,
0: I really, I don't know. What is that? Is that the final? Oh, you haven't
1: heard about that one?
0: That's a final episode of
1: Shit's Creek. Uh, no, that was uh, that's something that a uh, uh, former prime minister uh, of England. Uh, you know, he was part of the, you know, I mean, so, uh, yeah. And, really? and that's sort of generally what that black mirror episode is based on. Wink, wink. Yeah.
0: Is that, uh, that sounds like a, like a, uh, bit of, I a, think you
1: should look that up Urban, see if, uh, urban myth. Um, I, I think you should I look I want pictures, up. not just stories. I don't think, it, but <laughs> I think you should look that up and see. People like to tell up. things that aren't true. Oh, uh, well. Yes, they do. Oh, it sounds a little true. It sounds like the kind of thing. Look, when you get a bunch <laughs> of, fu- you know this, you know this. Yeah. You get a bunch of teenage guys together. Yeah. And and then you add, let's say, privilege. Like, soak them in a lot of privilege. They're <laughs> sure, rich. Sure, sure, now, I'm going to throw one more level on this. Yeah. Alcohol. Gonna soak that all in alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've got a secret society. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, we got to do an initiation. Uh, for the new, for the new guys. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's going to be something disturbingly sexual that can't be kiss me. Like it can't be that. Yeah. yeah. So it's got to be what? Are we going to spank each other? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And then, you know, it's, uh, it does not to me stretch the imagination that like we can get a pig from a butcher, uh, put your penis in his mouth. Okay. Done. Yeah. All right. Done. Maybe we'll take a picture of that and always have that. My 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 you know.
0: problem with your – I mean, I think in some ways what you're saying is correct. I mean, the alcohol, of course, is a is a major
1: – is, this a is ma- the stuff you've done sober. E, e. You got, oh, okay. It was – by the way, hmm? look up – this we've got to look up. Um, uh, Piggate. That's what it's called. Okay. It's, a, it's an initiation ceremony uh, for the Piers uh, Gavston uh, Society in Oxford. Hmm. Uh yeah so uh, this this is this is caught a bit uh, a bit of fire for for a while so you yeah. know and, uh, just throwing that out there and, and and yeah the idea is Dave Cameron uh,
0: okay okay but I mean if that what's again if that gives you like a leg up in 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 your aspirations that, uh, you know then it's just your, it is your it penis and the pig's pig.
1: pig this is the problem the pig is you dead the pig doesn't actually the pig doesn't advance in any way this is the problem well that but, is if the pig <laughs> at that point the pig that went on Whoops! Like this was how.
0: Say, say that again. It you you you, you uh place. you went you went uh, dark there for a second.
1: Oh okay. Uh, I think like if the pig somehow Charlotte's webbed its way out of trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and then it was like, like you know a little web went up and like some pig. Yeah, yeah, And I was like, ah, we know what it did. Uh, then yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> but wait, isn't the pig dead? Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I just you know, I mean, it's it feels a little. Me. It feels, well, yeah, if you're putting your, it feels just a little, I don't know, whatever. But oh, uh, man, I was going to say about Scullin.
1: so right on the money to me. Rich people, plus booze, sure. plus privilege, yeah. at Oxford, old society. Oh, 100% that feels like, yeah. yeah.
0: I think we would have heard something about it outside of that.
1: Think, sorry, wait a second. You outside think you of that story.
0: Outside of that story, I think we would have, we, there would be other. Other stories or or stories of... uh...
1: Why would anyone have told that story? (laughs) Who would be the ones who would tell it? The only people who saw it were people who have done it. Yeah. So they would not tell you that. Yeah. Because they're immediately out themselves. That's the the benefit of something awful like that. Yeah. It's like, you've all done it, so now no one will say it. Hmm. That's how hmm. those things work.
0: Sure. I mean that's the that's the purpose of hazing. Well, the purpose of hazing is to create a bond, and that certainly does create a bond. <laughs> when you have something that you wouldn't dare tell anyone else that you did. Dare tell you about the time and I they, put my penis in a pig's mouth? What? What?
1: And then, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, in November two thousand fifteen, uh, uh, solicitor Miles Jackman said performing uh, that act that was there would not be illegal under the uh, Sexual Offences Act of the time, uh, but. But yeah. the illegal... All right, here's the thing. This is almost a this-is-the-law thing. <laughs> so let's, let's play this, which is an old Canadian uh, game show. Sure. It start a guy, then was also the voice of Spider-Man. These are trivia things we we're always going to bring up. Yeah. Okay, so here's what happened. Uh, let's, go, let's say this, this occurred, as I said. Uh, there was an initiation. Uh, the person had to strip down. Uh, they brought in a dead pig. The person had to put their business into the pig's mouth. They took a picture yeah they uh they dressed themselves uh back up they all shared a drink uh they all made a pledge to never reveal what occurred there and welcomed them a membership to the group. what in that what in that uh scenario I've just laid out yeah uh was the illegal uh thing under the criminal justice and Immigration Act of two
0: thousand and eight huh um this have to do with taking a picture
1: yes. Okay.
0: Take, but, take a picture of a nude person?
1: No, you can take a picture of, of a nude person. Oh. Nothing wrong with that. Oh. You can take a picture of a nude person. Oh. But here's the thing. Yeah. If the if the uh picture of the and I'm so sorry, I know this is our last episode. It's a shame we're ending <laughs> uh so close uh, to five hundred. Um if the person who who had yeah. their business in the pig's mouth, mm-hmm. okay, if that was going on, and this photo, like first of all, it's not illegal. To take the photo, no. taking the photo is fine. Yeah, yeah. Possessing the photo, Uh-oh. ah, there's one way that you're in trouble with the law, and one way you're not. If you had this photo and it was used for pornographic purposes, illegal, sir. Yeah. You, sir, are going to jail. <laughs>
0: okay. But yeah,
1: if it was, you have three ways out. Uh, three things you can say about this photo that you have. Yeah. Of uh, of David Cameron. Yeah, uh, enjoying a pig
0: Pig's that mouth. has passed yeah,
1: yeah. away. So, uh, what are gets... the three? What are the three circumstances uh, where you can possess that? What are the three purposes this picture can provide that are not pornographic that will let you uh, escape jail, sir?
0: Oh, okay. Educational? No. Clearly.
1: Sorry, you're going to jail, sir. Not educational. It does not uh, work.
0: It could be a piece of work of art.
1: It's, a, it's a, a performance
0: piece, sort of a Tracy. You know what? Tracy Emin sort with... of thing.
1: You know what? We're gonna go with satire. would be Would be okay. Okay, so satire. That. Sure. Satire is okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would be? The if other you publish
0: issue? it on the front oh. page of uh, of Private Eye with a little balloon saying something witty, then it's perfectly well, okay. Well,
1: that is satire. We could also yeah. use it for political commentary. If it's political commentary, it is protected, and that picture will not land you in jail. So, satire political commentary but yes indeed there's only one more thing you could be using this photo for yeah. that will allow you sir to escape jail and be prosecuted by men with powdered wigs who will and, and take you to the tower horse so horsehair wigs Horsehair hair wigs indeed what would this uh thing be what would, what would you be using this photo for that would be that's fine not satire not political commentary those things are out can not use it for pornographic purposes? Yeah. For street to jail. Yeah. What, what is uh what is the other thing you can do with this well, photo? it's obvious. What are you using it for?
0: It's obvious. Which is blackmail.
1: Blackmail sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah. So I mean,
1: not wait, that is illegal. Sorry, <laughs> sir. Shoot. Very close. The answer is yeah. simple. Grossness. Simple grossness. If you're just grossed out by it. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. grossed out by it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. You can You just say, oh, I have this photo. It grosses me out. Doesn't turn me on at all. I'm grossed out by it. Oh, that's fine. No jail for you.
0: Can I Done. Can I tell you the private eye cover? Please. So will have someone saying to David Cameron, do you have your penis in that pig's mouth? And he says, just a little bit. There you go. That'd be totally what they'd do.
2: There you go. There you are. Black and white Done. picture,
0: right on the cover. The little, That little funnily drawn knight, the Willy Willie Rushton drawing on the corner. Mwah. Perfect. Great, great. A great magazine. I used to read it voraciously, although none, none of it made any sense to me, but I read it all. <laughs> I read all about like the parliamentary malfeasance. I read all like about the dirty burrows and all the, the money being thrown down the drain. I I, I read through all, all this, this stuff that were completely un, inconsequential to my life as a, as a teenage Canadian. I read it all. I read it from front to back.
1: Is there anything that you've uh, kind of gotten into lately that you know very little about and you're enjoying that you know very little about and it's a new thing that you're
0: learning about? No, actually, I'm no, you're. I have not I have not I've not been able to explore things too much in the last little while. So, uh Sure. sure. I mean, that I guess sense. I think dark shadows would be like the ob- most obvious like recent thing that I've
1: Oh yeah, yeah. kind yeah, of yeah. become ob- <laughs>
0: obsessed cool. with uh you know, when I finish coloring, I hope everyone realizes that will end. It. <laughs> like I will not be watching anymore. Wherever wherever I stop coloring is when that when that whole thing will end. So, you have to pick oh, it thought up on I you were
1: saying like I will never color again. No, no, no. I, I just will, mean I will throw my computer into the chicken coop. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll be doing
0: well. No, no. I just mean that when I'm finished coloring, there's just absolutely no purpose for me to be like listening to uh... because, like I say, it's one thing to be having it playing in the background while I'm working. It would be ridiculous to sit and watch, you know, that four hour, four hour, or five hours of of uh, dark shadows. It'd be so silly. So, but it is something that I have become a, a little obsessed with. But, but I think because I've been doing listening party. Yeah. And so that's been very kind of focused on, right. a lot st- of research on that. stuff yeah. in the past. So it's things way, that I why already why you, know about. Why don't
1: you do the plug right now for listening party? What is listening party?
0: Well, everyone, listening party is a really fun podcast I do with my daughter Mary, where we talk about music. Uh, we what it what it stems from is the fact that uh, a few years ago I asked listeners to send me a blank CDR and I would return it with a mixtape that I made, personally made for them, and everyone was different. And so what we then I thought it would be kind of fun would be to play all those mixtapes and talk about the music and sort of just explore it. And, and I've been having a lot of fun. And I, I mentioned this before, but I've been really enjoying doing these little mini documentaries, which has been a lot of fun. Just sort of concentrating on one group uh, that strike my fancy and then just sort of exploring their their oeuvre. It's been a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, Mary and I do that nice. together. We have a lot of fun. We crack, and a, crack a lot of gags. Let me,
1: just do, let me ask, like, uh, how many uh, people in the podcast have uh, been vaccinated?
0: <laughs> well, now it's hundred percent vaccination rate, all right,
1: well, that's good. It's a very safe podcast Then
0: it is it is very safe, very safe, except oh, to have gonorrhea, yeah. but other than that, it's perfect
1: what oh no, I'm sorry to hear that
0: well, you know it's fine
1: i've uh to ask myself the same question anything I've been getting into I had to uh, go to... And
0: I had to go tell a pig about it. oh no, yeah, if i had to go back it and...
1: went like, and that's what killed it, it just, like, <laughs> it's oh. like what what? Yeah. <laughs> I said that pig bit, is bit, that bit, pig bit is it real out. gonorrhea. <laughs> and then you yeah, know, went out, that was the end of yeah. it. All porky. Um <laughs> I uh, I've been I've been doing two things. One, I uh, I use this exercise bike in the basement now that's right behind me but you can't see it. Peloton. And uh and I've uh, I've been doing this meal program uh, where I get recipes uh, yeah. for 3 days a week. Yeah, yeah. And so exactly. I've been uh watching these recipe folks on TV quite a bit. And then I've been making new recipes, and that's been something I've been learning stuff about every time I do that. I try to always, like, get recipes uh, for skills that I don't know. Yeah. And so I'm learning, like, how to poach this and how to do this and how to do that. So that's been interesting. And I'm reading a, a, a book right now called The Art of Memoir by Mary uh, Carr. Okay. Um, uh, because I'm a, a big fan of uh, – I'm, I'm blanking on, on the name now. Uh, oh, Mike Microbiglip. Okay. uh and uh and uh, his his one person shows and uh, he recommended it a couple of times to, he does a podcast um uh where he goes over ideas with other comedians and other performers uh including the woman who does um uh, uh russian doll natasha leone that, that was a pretty good one sure but a, a couple of times it's been brought up this book of like you know when you're Uh, writing uh, first-person things for your stand-up or for other things. Uh, It's a really good book going over the history of memoirs and what it takes to write a memoir. And I sort of started off doing autobiographical comics, so it's something that's always interested me and something I kind of want to go back to. uh, But I don't know any of the history of it, so it's been very interesting diving into the history of memoir. And you know, waking me up, and it's been very, very interesting. It's been a couple of really beautiful days, so I've just taken my book out to the duck pond and doing a big read and uh, really been enjoying that. And then come home and then uh, cook something up. <laughs> Still, uh, cooking. That's cool. You know why? Because I'm not vaccinated. So I've got limited options. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Go soon. To the duck pond come home. Pretty soon, it seems. Oh, boy. I can't even tell you how. Oh, it's like Christmas, man. I'm just like, come on. Come on. Come on. And then people, bless you. I'm sorry you're having flu-like symptoms. I really am sorry. <laughs> but every time I That's hear funny. someone complain about something, just like, yeah, it felt like someone punched me in the arm the next day. And I just want to go, did it? Oh, a punch in the arm, huh? That sounds pretty bad. <laughs> punch in the arm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've been home for a year. Punch in the arm, you said? Hmm, yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, you wouldn't want that. guess okay, so, yeah, I might not take it then. Yeah, I might not take it because it's a punch in the arm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, Give it to me. It set my fucking arm on fire. I'll take it. Give it to me. Jeez. Holy <laughs> smokes. Well, it's coming. Uh, it just reminds me of this. Um, I, forget, I forget what it was, but it was this, med- this medicine that was for Alzheimer's that had a pretty uh, good uh, rate for like if you were uh, at the early stages of Alzheimer's. Okay. Uh, and, you, and you took this. Uh, it was it was kind of pasty. It was a little chalky, but it was this thing. If you took it every day, it had like some good results. And uh, there was these people who were just like, "Yeah, we just uh, stopped taking it. Why? And I just didn't like the taste." <laughs> mm. It's, it's it was stopping the Alzheimer's. Yeah, they like the taste. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's fine. Okay, fine, it's fine. that's just, just what it feels like right now. When it's not you, but other people are complaining about certain things. I'm just like, oh yeah, it stings a bit. Mm, 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 it stings a bit. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. That's, that's all my American friends who now have all had their second shot. I'm just like, yeah, just was a little logy the next day for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you without screaming at you right now. But okay, that's that, that again, I'm talking to my Americans.
0: Yeah, everyone's suffering is their own suffering. You know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's true. It
0: is true. It's, it's very true. It's hard to put yourself in someone else's suffering.
1: Absolutely, in yeah. someone else's arms. You're right. You're not wrong.
0: Yeah, You're I have, completely a, correct. I have a, one of my work buddies. He was for a while there. He was watching these videos. And I always told him it was like, it was like kind of like, I just told him it was misery porn. But anyway, he was watching these videos of like, un like like other parts of the world where people just work like these terrible jobs or just have terrible lives because, you know, it's the other parts of the world. And like a guy who had to like carry sulfur out of a, this volcanic sulfur pit. He had to carry it on his shoulders out along this treacherous road up to, you know, like, and that was his job. Yeah. And it was just awful. It's just awful. Yeah. And then he'd be like, if you complain about anything, he'd be like, well, at least you're not carrying a bunch of sulfur out of a pit, you know, whatever. I mean, like, yeah, that's true, but everyone's suffering as their own suffering. Like, you ha- you can't, you know, you can't, you don't, you can't, like, look at it and go rationalize it by saying, well, at least I'm not carrying. I mean, this isn't is how you, people think, you know, you're just like, oh,
1: this, yeah, uh, this sucks, uh, whatever I'm going through. At least your other arm isn't on fire. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Some people have two arms on fire. Some people don't oh, have arms. Just... Some people don't have arms, you know. Hey, lucky, They'd love to have their arm on arm. fire. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, well. That is
1: know, sad. I've never, I've never, never been a fan of. Uh, well, at least, yeah, yeah. What, that's, what's that's, a,
0: finish your thought, please.
1: No, no, that's how it goes. Whatever <laughs> oh, it is, okay. It's like, well, well, at least, yeah, yeah. And there you go. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah no, no, it's fine. Fine to complain about things, not in front of the person who is having the worst thing. Yes. Yeah. The person who is having, you know, the migraine. You don't complain about the, you know, splinter. That you've got you know look yeah the person's having a very painful migraine,
0: but your but your splinter is also painful. You have the well, ra- if the person with the migraine is complaining, you have the right to it, complain about a splinter.
1: Uh, okay, I'm trying to think of something uh with, that isn't. I'm trying to think of something not horrible that uh you know you would not complain about in You wouldn't go into a certain ward of a hospital, yeah, and then just go oh I had a little bit of a toothache today, a bit of a drag. <laughs> you might have to get this one pulled. Well yeah no you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah but but you but if you're just like talking with a friend and you. Want it, you yes. want to, you want to vent about your sore tooth. There's not, that friend doesn't have the right to then pull pull at a, a you know a terminal care ward or a, or a hosp You know the the hospice that you know. Well, at least you're not there.
1: That is yeah. very okay. true. Well, that's true. And then, and there, then but... of course you've got to say back to them. Yet and <laughs>
0: that's then, right. You know, if I point. if I was there, Touché. I wouldn't be worried about my fucking tooth, would I? That's
1: right. Because I'm either going to end up there or I'm going to die suddenly. One of the two. So, you know, we all got problems. Like, that is a good pr- point. You hear Army-Navy clothes? No! That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Sir, please leave this board. Okay. Sorry, guys. Sorry for breaking the news to all of you that Army-Navy and clothes. Army-Navy
0: clothes? Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Sorry, guys. How much more am I going to get the cheap hot dogs? I don't know. That Japa dog? How much are their hot dogs? About $8 each. $8!
0: That's, what I, that's what I say
1: it's actually quite good you sound no it's not no it's not liar i've had no, it actually is i've had it's pretty, those. It's pretty, it's pretty great i think if you're <laughs> if
0: you like if you like to eat seaweed it's 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 probably really good but yeah
1: it's uh, uh it's you know it's not my, not, not my if thing if you're not ready if you're not ready for it i'll give you that it's uh you know it's a it's a problem yeah it's, but uh,
0: it's a surprise Kind of jumps I do in. like kind of jumps out I at you.
1: I like a Jaba dog. I do like a Gappa dog. Mm-hmm. I would say, if uh, there was if there was one that was close by, I would probably eat there on a very regular basis.
0: I, I'm more a fan of like a, a dollar uh, IKEA hot dog.
1: I understand.
0: Or even better, to... a Costco dog. Oh, those are. I was going to ask, how much is a Costco? Dog? I think they're 250. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's a it's a they're a big dog. Like it's a reason you know Hebrew National. Those are good. Those are good uh, wieners. Yeah, you
1: go to New New York, get that on the street, get that soaking in some good dough. wiener water <laughs> that's in there all
0: day. They don't. I don't think they cook it like that at, at Costco. But I don't get it very often. Yeah. When I when I was working at Sunburst, I my my boss would call from from Costco and be like, "Do we need anything?" What he meant was like, "Do we need any toilet paper or paper towel or whatever?" I'd be like, "Oh, can you get me a hot dog?" <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I'd be like, "Okay, I'll get you a hot dog, Dave."
2: All
1: right, Dave. Oh yeah, uh,
2: I like it. Like get me buy a, a hot dog. And, uh,
1: a nice miso, a dog there, the old Jabba Dog. Oh, boy. There's a nice turkey sausage, miso sauce. A little shredded cabbage. Sounds terrible. It's great. <laughs> Holy moly, it's so good. Uh, oh, it's so good. It's killing me right now that I'm even bringing that up. I shouldn't have. You shouldn't have brought that up. Why I, did I bring it up? I don't know. Oh. I want a tonkatsu now that I'm talking about that. <laughs> Deep fried pork cutlet, marinated in a tonkatsu sauce. And again, fresh cabbage on top. Oh, boy. I love it. Fresh cabbage on your hot dog? I know, it sounds terrible. It's great!
2: No, that it's sounds, so that sounds good. That
0: sounds good, actually.
1: Yeah, the only ones I can't go for are kind of very similar to something you like, which is the yakisoba dog, which is, it's almost like spaghetti on a hot dog, which is like your spaghetti sandwich, which, again, I've, I've got issues with,
0: so... <laughs> spaghetti, yeah, those are good. But, uh... Yeah. I, I say they're good. But I was going to say something about... Um, no, it's okay now. It's gone. it's gone out of my head. It's gone out of my head.
1: Well, let me uh, throw this at you. Please uh, throw what, it what's at going, me. What's going on in the world of love and vampires?
0: What is going on in dork
2: shadows? Mm-hmm.
0: So this week, it's I, I had to be kind of, uh, you know what? I was supposed to write my notes out last night, and I, I fell asleep
2: in the chair. Oh, yeah.
0: And I woke up at 11, and then Mary said, maybe it's 10 o'clock. Something like that, and Mary said, Dad, go to bed. I was like, okay, so I just went to bed. And uh, so I didn't really get much in the way of notes. So I do have notes, but they're kind of very vague, very vague. So hopefully okay. I'll remember things. And if I don't, I'm just going to kind of like accelerate through uh, a bunch of, of dork shadows.
1: So, okay. And if you, if you could just do it all in, a, in, a, in a, the voice of Bella Lugosi, I would really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Blah, I have come to suck your blah. <laughs> what, that bad? Was that bad?
1: No, it's, it's, everything's fine.
0: <laughs> it's the best I can do. No, you
1: know what? You do the best you can do. And yeah. That's fine. You know what? Some people are on fire. They <laughs> so
0: can't complain. They can't complain. Some people are on. Some people are on fire, and they have their penis in a pig's mouth. And that's really <laughs> awkward because the firemen come and they're like, "What is going on here?" And you're like, "It's a barbecue. They went wrong." So uh, I think I kind of skipped a little bit last time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a little bit. Sure. Just a little bit, because so now I mentioned that Cassandra. Like Elizabeth complains to Cassandra, so like, "You've made me obsessed with death. What have you done to me?" And 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 then Cassandra's like, "Well, here, let me help you." <laughs> Elizabeth's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then, then Cassandra like hypnotizes her into believing she's Naomi. Ah, the the original the original uh, you know wife of Joshua from way back in the past, 1875. So so she believes that she's that she's Naomi. Okay. Uh, I wrote it down wrong here in my in my notes, but that's okay. I I can correct that on the fly. So I did mention though that so when Sam got beaten up, well he got hit by Adam when Adam was was being excited, overexcited by uh by Willie and and, and Maggie. He hit Sam Evans with a with with some art supplies or something like that, with a box of paint or whatever. And and it turns out that he badly injured Sam, and so Sam is in the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now Sam is Sam is uh. Sam hasn't had the dream yet, but now he's kind of trapped. And so Cassandra visits him in the hospital, and she makes him have the dream. Okay. And so Sam has the dream, and his beckoner is Vicky. So he has to tell Vicky Winters about his about the dream curse. And he really wants to, but Professor Stokes is like, Nope, you cannot tell this to, to Vicky vicky cannot hear this but Vicky's visiting there because you know she's friends with maggie and she's friends with sam and she wants to make sure sam's okay and sam is in so much distress about all this that vicky basically just goes in and says okay you can tell me about it you know if that will make you feel better and so sam starts telling her about his dream but he dies before he can finish so uh now adam of course has uh, has run away but he he meets up with stokes who befriends adam and he takes him back to his place and then uh that's when that's when Cassandra is exercised by Trask. So we talked about that last time where he used a torch to light Cassandra on fire and she burned before our very own television eyes. So she's gone. And no one and no one knows where Cassandra is. So Elizabeth of course is still obsessing over being Naomi and she, she does what Naomi did in the past. She takes poison and she goes yeah. up to the she goes up to the tower. And there she collapses in Barnabas's arms. But fortunately, Julia is there. A doctor's there, and he's, she's able to, to help her. I guess she took some sort of mixture of that uh, was the deadly nightshade that, uh, which is of course tomatoes. She used to make like <laughs> so then, as I said, Cassandra's gone. But then a mysterious man arrives, called Nicholas Blair, and he claims to be Cassandra's brother. And he is he's an interesting looking guy because the way they did him was like they have like his eyebrows sort of brushed up upwards. So his eyebrows are kind of like pointed up, and then his mustache is curled up a little bit. It's kind of kind of cool. He looks a little devilish, shall we say, old Nick. And uh, so he wants he wants a portrait of of Angelique. Like Roger has found it, but uh, it's all faded. It's all faded now. Okay. Of course, Cassandra's gone. So her power is her power is diminished. So the the painting is. Is faded, and so when Nicholas Blair sees it, he wants to take it, but Vicky refuses to let him take it. She doesn't trust him. She doesn't trust, doesn't trust Cassandra. She doesn't trust. She doesn't trust uh, Nicholas. So then Blair goes to Tony, Tony Peterson, the lawyer, and he questions him under hypnotism, and he learns a little bit about what Cassandra was up to. And meanwhile, Jeff, who's of course staying with Maggie in, at Maggie's cottage, um, so. He sees her, and I guess it's his final night. He he wants to move out because he doesn't. Th- he thinks it's kind of awkward him living there now with just Maggie. And so then Joe volunteers to spend stay the night. So Joe's sleeping on the couch. Uh, Jeff is sleeping in his bed, and Maggie's sleeping in her bed. And Jeff has this dream, where he's back in in 1795, and he's in prison, and he's about to be he's you know sentenced to be hanged. But in the dream, he escapes from prison, and he goes and confronts Nathan Forbes, but. The dream isn't real, of course, because this didn't really happen. And in the dream, Nathan Forbes is dead, as he ple- as he tells much to his pleasure. He tells tells Jeff, you know, I'm already dead. You can't do anything to me. <laughs> oh. um. But Jeff wakes up, and, and uh, well, he's making a big fuss, and Joe goes in there to like help him, and. Jeff mistakes, because they look alike, because the same actor is playing both roles, so he thinks that Joe is is Nathan Forbes, and he starts strangling, which is like, I was thinking when this was happening, he's strangling Joe, and I was thinking, this is the first major way of murdering someone on this show, is strangulation. There is no other, I mean, Jeremiah died in a duel, but it's, you know, any kind of sh- shots being fired, I guess no one that was shot by Vicky, but it's really rare for, for, mm. for gunfire. It's mostly like strangulation seems to be the the order of the day whenever someone needs to die. So anyway, Joe is yeah. being strangled by by uh by Jeff, but he's able to fight him off and he's like, "Hey, what's, what's wrong with you?" And Jeff was like, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." Oh, oh, sorry. And then he realizes, I've had this dream and it's the first time he can admit to himself, maybe I am Peter Bradford, the person from Vic- from the past, 1795, Peter that that Vicky knew. And so he's all excited about this. And so he goes to he he goes to tell Vicky about his dream, but meanwhile, Nicholas Blair has hypnotized Vicky because he wants her. He's discovered that he got he got an image somehow of a tree with rope tied around it. But the problem with that image is that it doesn't he doesn't say where it is. There's not like an arrow pointing you are here or whatever. It's just like a image of a tree. So it's like well, where is this tree? So then he's talking to Vicky and he realizes that he realizes that. Tr- Trask. Okay, that's right. Because he went. Sorry, I, I'm jumping around a bit here. But he went. He went sure. and he confronted Trask's ghost, and that's how he discovered a little bit about the past and about and about what what happened to. Uh, and he saw that he read sort of read the ghost mind or whatever, and he saw this okay. image of a tree with rope around it. So so he kind of knows a little bit about what happened to 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 Angelique slash Cassandra. So he goes to Vicky. He hit, and he realizes that Vicky in the past was tied to a tree by Trask. On the property and so he surmises that it's going to be the same tree that trask would use the same tree ghost trask would use the same tree as real trask from the past so he hypnotizes vicky to take him to the tree and so they go and they find this tree with rope around it and he realizes this is where this is where um angelique's ashes are spread and so he uh he sends he sends vicky home but but during whatever they're doing she 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 grabbed his coat accidentally and she pulled off a button so she's carrying away his button in her hand. And so Blair brings Cassandra back from, from the dead. And he's really mad at her. He's just like, You are strictly amateur, our lady. I want, <laughs> you better ship up or I'm going to take away. We you better an... ship up. We had an agreement. We had or an shape agreement. Out. That's right. We had an agreement. And you are breaking that agreement by not doing what you promised you would do. You wanted revenge. And I agreed to give you the power to do that. I want to see some revenge here. And she's all like, "She says, you still love Barnabas. And she's like, no, I don't. And he says, yes, you still have affection. You still have feelings for him. That is affecting what you're doing. So she has to like clear herself of her f- affection for Barnabas. So Blair brings Cassandra back to, to uh, the uh, the house. What is the house called again? Mm-hmm. Colin, Collinswood. Sorry. Collinswood. And uh, Cassandra has to tell like the most lame story that she had, you know, was feeling, you know feeling uh, unappreciated by the family so she left for philly left for philly uh shout out okay. to jada jackman philly uh so <laughs> but then uh jeff finds the button in vicky's hand and he sees he sees uh blair's jacket is missing a button and he realizes the same and so he knows what's going on but then he button does button the he stupidest thing in the button. world what's that sorry
1: Oh, no, I was going to go, button, button, who's got a button? Oh. <laughs> but you, you're getting upset, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that's
0: Did fine, because then he does the dumbest thing in the world, which everyone oh, does right. over and over again, which is he goes and confronts the villain.
2: Oh, yeah, like,
0: instead of having, instead of, like, thinking to yourself, hey, I've got the upper hand here. I know something they don't know. I know that this guy is not on the, on the, on the level. You know, I'm going to keep an eye on him and figure out what he's doing. No, no, I'm just going to go confront him, because there's a powerful witch. What can he do to me? Ha! I scoff at witches. <laughs> so... So he does that. He confronts Blair. Of course, he's just like, "Who makes some lame excuse?" You know, well, I people lose buttons all the time. Meanwhile, Stokes wants Vicky to leave Collinswood and leave Collinsport entirely. He Wants her to leave town, and because uh, he doesn't want her to uh, tell the dream to Barnabas, and he, she doesn't know the whole dream yet, so so she can't she can't be um, spurred by 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 Sam telling her the dream. He died before he was able to. So Cassandra, of course, wants to to get her and so stokes says well the only way to avoid this is for you to leave town entirely outside of her sphere of influence but jeff gets all pissy about the idea of her leaving gets all strident voice No, oh, you can't leave me which is so weird but i kind of wonder like if it, at the time that seemed like okay for a guy to like forbid his girlfriend from like leaving and making other people safe <laughs> or does it just seem as dickish as it would seem now like at the time did it seem dickish or do people at the time like nodding their heads like you tell her you tell her Peter she's just not (laughs) she's not obeying you I don't know I don't know how people would have looked at it in the 60s but it just seems when you're watching you're just so frustrated by these assholes you know her just like you can't you can't go away and be safe you can't leave me by myself fuck you anyway (laughs) so Vicky goes to live at the Evans cottage so she's like still practically on the grounds of Collinswood like wow I guess i g I guess that super powerful witch will never find you now
1: <laughs> how could she yeah
0: there's
1: no g p s back then
0: <laughs> so that there's night no track
1: my phone yeah
0: yeah no no she yeah that's true that's true how would this witch find her so mm. she finds her so then that oh night God. uh Maggie is uh you know Maggie says goodnight to to um to Vicky and Vicky goes to bed and she's sleeping and uh Angelique comes into the window and she has this bottle of rose water and she casts a spell on Vicky that when she awakes, she will be compelled to use this rose water and then it will make her dream, the dream. But as she's standing there, Maggie enters and she's all like, what? And she actually shrieks and Vicky wakes up and she's, and Vicky's like, what? What's going on? She goes, there was a woman in the room here. She was there was a ghost. She just disappeared. And Vicky's like, Angelique. So she knows who it is. <laughs> and then they have a bit of hubbub. Joe's there as well. They have a bit of a hubbub. And, uh, and then Vicky goes back into her room and she sees this bottle of rose water laying on her, on her bureau, and she's, all, she's like sits down and she's like you know, compelled to use it, of course, because the spell's been cast.
2: Right. She's like,
0: "Oh, I wonder if Meg will mind if I use this rosewater." And she kind of takes it out of, you know, lifts up the little stopper, you know she's going to put it on her neck, and then Maggie enters the room. And she's like, Oh, oh, Maggie, I was just gonna I was just gonna use this rosewater of yours. Is that okay? And she's like, Well I thought my rose water, I thought that was yours. And Vicky's like, Ah, this is from Angelique. She tried to get me. So she knows <laughs> that Angelique is trying to get her, but she still does not leave the cottage, by the way. Because that would make Jeff unhappy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Cassandra raises the ghost of sam evans She raises sam evans from the grave poor sam evans he's like i don't want to help you i'm gonna go back in the grave then he's like i can't i can't get back in She's like no not until you help me he's like i don't want to help you she's like you'll you'll have to walk the earth as a as a as a uh, unhappy spirit and he's like oh well i guess i'll have to tell vicky so he goes and tells the dream to vicky so now vicky knows the dream so vicky's gonna have the dream soon now joe has been kind of suspicious about stokes and adam he feels like there's something going on there, and earlier in the stories, he and Maggie had gone to visit Stokes, and they heard some suspicious activity in the bedroom. So they're like, "Hmm," or in another room, they're like, "Hmm," something's going on here. And so he, so Joe goes to Stokes, and he confronts Stokes, and and kind of flushes out Adam, who comes out when when Joe is threatening Stokes. He brings a rifle with him, so he's, he's it's serious business. So Adam comes out, and Adam is able to escape Joe, and so Joe gives chase. And they end up, of course, in the woods around Collinswood, and Joe ends up coming face to face with Adam, and Adam's able to disarm Joe and then injures him terribly and runs away. So Joe uh he kind of stumbles out of the woods to the old house and falls at the the feet of Willie and Barnabas, who take Joe to the hospital. Okay. Vicky has the dream, and in the dream Barnabas is the beckoner. So it's Barnabas who must hear the this dream now. Um now, now Barnabas decides enough is enough. He goes to Cassandra and he admits defeat. He says, "If you will leave Vicky alone, I will and stop this dream curse. I will try to love you the best I can." You win. I will be yours for eternity, and and I will, and I will love you. And Cassandra is well tempted because, despite her denial to Blair, she really does still love Barnabas. But when she tells. Blair that Barnabas has come around and like she's like no need for the dream curse anymore he's like what I told you that we are here for vengeance we're not here <laughs> we're not here for for love I don't want you getting your weak human emotions involved in this we are here until someone dies and that person who's going to die is Barnabas and this is what we're going to do and so she's like uh-oh and then Vicky comes downstairs and she sees Cassandra and she says she says you're a liar <laughs> and I don't trust you which is great it's so great when c- people tell Cassandra the truth and she says oh, I may have had the dream but I will never tell Barnabas the dream I don't care how terrible it gets because of course when the, as long as you don't tell the person that you've had this dream you will continue to have it night after night and it gets worse and worse it gets scarier and scarier which, which, which to be me for me like I don't really have nightmares so like this leaves me just like cold because I'm not really like I don't think like ooh imagine having like a terrible nightmare because I'm just like I don't know does it seem worse to you? I know you have nightmares so
1: yeah, I, I don't like it. I, 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 I yeah, I, I don't care for that. Yeah, I yeah. like it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, of course, Cassandra and Blair try to try to trick Barnabas and Vicky in meeting each other so that the the information will be passed. But Julie intervenes, and Vicky doesn't say anything anyway. She's just like, "No, I'm not going to talk to you about it." And so Barnabas decides this is enough. Vicky needs to stop suffering. Mm-hmm. He makes her tell him the dream so that she will no longer be suffering, and then he will... Whatever is going to happen to him is going to happen to him. Is he going to become a vampire? That's fine. But he gives a hammer and a and a stake to, to Julie and he instructs her to kill him when, you know, if he weeks as a, as a vampire. And he says, I can say this to you now, but when I'm a vampire, I will not feel this way. <laughs> so, uh, so Barnabas has the dream, and of course Angelique is the beckoner, and he follows her, and he... I think Vicky's vision was of Barnabas laying dead on the floor with, with two bites in his in his neck and he's dead <clears throat> he's, or dead or sleeping or whatever, so unconscious. But in Barnabas's case, he comes to this door and he opens the door and he just wakes up in his chair and he's like, ha ha, I've won. The dream is, the dream is, you know, the dream is over. Cassandra lost. Ha 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 ha. And Julia's like, well, maybe I should stay with you. And he's like, no, no need to. I'm fine. We beat this thing. We beat it every which way but Sunday. Ha ha. And then he hears some noise outside and he goes outside and he's attacked by a bat. <laughs> and he dies. All in there. He dies.
2: Boom. Oh. oh no.
0: So Julia and Willie take Barnabas out into the woods and they dig a, a grave and they bury Barnabas. Not without a lot of prevarication. Not with a lot of stuff like, we hardly knew ye, Barnabas. Oh, Barnabas, what a, f- what a f- guy you were. You were the best. For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow. You know, just, they just keep putting it off. But finally, they bury him. And when they do, I kind of skipped a little bit of the subplot here, but Carolyn has went looking for Adam because Car- Carolyn has, I'm not saying feelings of love, but she cares for Adam because she feels that he's, he didn't have to, but he saved her from the cliff's edge when at Widow's a Widow's Hill. Oh, okay. So she feels like, you know, he's not as bad as people are painting him to be. And so she goes to look for him. She finds him in the root cellar where he had... Uh, taken her. Now why the police didn't think to look there, I don't know, but that's that's a diff police incompetence, am I right? We all <laughs> listen to those murder shows on uh, podcasts.
1: Oh yeah. I wish we were one.
0: <laughs> so do our all our listeners.
1: <laughs> but so Sneaky sc- dragnet <laughs> <mess. laughs>
0: <laughs> That sounds like oh that's, uh so Carolyn is with, with Adam in, in this root cellar and and Adam begins to suffocate. He begins to like grasp and he can't breathe and he's like he's like pawing at something in front of him but he we can't see what it is and carolyn runs and gets julia and brings her back to the root cellar and she sees adam suffocating for no reason because there's nothing stopping him from breathing but then she realizes that there's a link between him and barnabas and barnabas has been buried alive
1: oh no well you know that's the worst things could happen to a vampire i guess
0: he's not a vampire though Mm.
1: (laughs) so it's a bit more serious that's fair point fair point yeah okay
0: but that's where we'll stop
1: uh, oh, okay. Shout for this
0: week, everyone. Oh, so a lot. A little cliffhanger there. Okay, I like it. <laughs> what is a soap opera? We should have cliffhanger like endings.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, then I'm going to move on to our As, R- as R- always,
0: back. as always, before we go, but I just want to say, as always, very entertaining. Yeah. The introduction of uh, of Nicholas Blair is uh, is a, was a master stroke, I felt just to really kept <laughs> kept that plot moving along, and just it's great to have this character who's like more powerful than Cassandra, and like you know, is sort of driving her on, you know, in her evil. It's good. It's all good.
1: Um, wondering what uh, was going on in the world of uh, vampire fiction around this time because you know with the show's popularity clearly there must have been knockoffs and people trying to take advantage of uh, the popularity while yeah. this was going on
0: well, i guess the, I mun- the monsters was- and the adams yeah. family would be a, a result of this i suppose there was, there
1: was a lot of uh, on marvel comics there was a lot of uh, vampires of course then um i think they couldn't say vampire so you had to have um morbius which was a spider-man villain okay uh who was the living vampire <laughs> because you couldn't have undead in the comics yeah. then later they just brought in dracula and like to hell with it
0: um, <laughs> get rid of that comics yeah co- code stuff
1: yeah which you know there's going to be a morbius movie uh in, in just a bit but yeah it kind of comes from from around that that era i would say yeah i just wondered like if. Uh, you know movies were like, oh, we gotta get uh, vampires are hot again come on everybody well vampires
0: vampires were hot because there was the peter the peter cushing uh christopher um the
1: hammer uh, the
0: hammer horror ones, which you know it started a bit earlier but still were carrying on you yeah. know and you kind of got into the more sort of art ones the vampiros lesbos and stuff like that in the late sixties with those stories with a lot of diaphanous gowns and uh, hot chicks in, on islands, you know. <laughs> nothing like diaphanous gowns and hot chicks
1: mm-hmm. and how we like it because we're heterosexual men.
0: <laughs> that's right why i like diaphanous gowns
1: yeah and i like uh the vampires because you know for sure they're of age because they're way older than we are
0: everything's fine <laughs> I have maybe a, hundreds
1: of years i have a Who feeling knows? i have a feeling it that
0: oops sorry i to say i have a feeling that my uh my manliness uh, claims would be have more, hold more water if I wasn't using the word diaphanous.
1: I don't know.
0: Um, I'm calling I feel, question uncomfort-
1: here. I feel uncomfortable with this whole uh, conversation, and I brought up uh, penises and pig's mouths earlier. <laughs> but guess what? My line is.
0: Yeah, what's this- that? This.
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh. Uh, so anyway, I'm going to quickly change to the mailbag because sure. uh, you know. There we go um thank you so much to everyone who wrote us we always uh appreciate that uh we usually ask a question of the week and we scramble to figure out one we're gonna do that again this week um but we asked last time when you're finally vaccinated what's the uh by the way we're assuming you're getting vaccinated and you don't think you're getting vaccinated let me tell you something you're getting vaccinated we will we will come to your house we're going to vaccinate you uh what is the first thing you'd like to do uh,
2: freedom of choice you're vaccinated?
1: no um and a sub question Did you grow up with siblings? Did you get along? And if you didn't have any brothers or sisters, do you wish you did? There you go. Edward Dragansky writes, wow, first letter. But with good reason, Ian left this part out last week. Oh, no. Uh, I guess my long-winded message uh, in turn took the breath out of Ian. Sorry, Ian. (laughs) And I'm sorry to you as well, Edward. Here is the remainder of your letter from last week. Last week's letter, going back in time, going back in time to last week's letter. Hey Dave, looking forward to getting vaccinated next week? I sure do. All right, watch out for flu-like symptoms.
0: I'm sure I'll feel fine, there'll be no problems at all.
1: You know what, schedule extra work on that day, you'll probably have lots of energy. Oh,
0: I think I will, that's a good idea, thank you.
1: You know what, I'm going to get you a couple of hot dogs with with, uh, seaweed on them, the kind you like. You know what I uh, think extra.
0: I think in the morning at work I'll have to pull off uh three thirty foot long sections. That'll be that'll be fine. I won't I won't feel that in the arm at all.
1: All right, well enough with the erotic talk. <laughs> and back to Edward's letter. Uh never really gave it much thought until you guys mentioned it. But in my mind the week starts on Monday with the obligatory I hate Mondays. To anchor down that was my Garfield impression. Uh to anchor Pretty down another five days uh, thank you so much. I like lasagna so much. Um <laughs> Uh, another five days of drudgery. Uh, the weekend includes Saturday and Sunday, which I remember as a young child feeling like they should be uh, larger on the calendar because he just felt bigger, larger, more important than the weekdays. Uh, also as a young kid, I can remember feeling slightly depressed on late Sunday nights, knowing it was soon to be over until the next weekend. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 the bummerness of a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Louise, our friend Louise writes... Uh, when I'm fully vaccinated and when it's safe. But that sounds like the start of a musical uh, song, a musical. When I'm fully vaccinated. That sounds like the I want song that will be like the second song in the show. After they, you know, we all march around and, and, and reveal who we are. That's the first song. And then the second song is uh, Louise sits down and gets a soul spotlight and then just goes when I'm fully vaccinated. And then does this. Uh, and when it's safe to do so i'm looking forward to singing in person with my choir mm-hmm. there's no at-home substitute for how it feels when you're harmonizing shoulder to shoulder with 30 other people oh that's something else i'm trying to learn how to do dave is harmonize oh okay i'm working on that okay let's try let's ah. try a little test here ready oh wait what, what note are you singing what's that uh, you're doing so i should go up one i should go up one thing okay go ahead so you're gonna do the uh is that
0: what you're doing? What's your note? I don't know. This thing not a note. I, I right, do a note. I don't have pitch like that. I can't. I don't know notes.
1: Well, that's the only way you can harmonize.
0: No, no. You can yeah. just you just harmonize by ear.
1: Okay, but you're still still you can, doing it. You, you can,
0: can hear. You can hear if your note is sour. If you're right.
1: Okay, we're doing it well. This uh, you can't uh, teach someone to do something by ear. It's very difficult. I would say. Oh. I'm trying to do it traditionally. Okay. okay, fair enough. Okay, you basically go up two notes, and then you can do that, <laughs> or you can go up like two more notes. Sure. Uh, anyway. You do, so, the, uh, you do the you uh, do the Graham Nash part of the song. Yes, you, you could teach your children well. They're in a well. How <laughs> did they get there? Um, Neil threw them in the well. Um, okay, sorry. Yeah. No, uh, there's no at home substitute for how it feels when you're harmonizing. True. Shoulder to shoulder with 30 other people. Agreed. Uh, about the Lindy Hop scene in a, a day at the races. I know you spelt that wrong, but you corrected it later, so I'm saying it this way. Now, no one will know you made a spelling mistake. See, Louise, I'm doing it, like, smooth. (laughs) Uh, I found a helpful essay about it entitled, A Gaze Into a Day at the Races. And, indeed, it is a very nice uh, article that's there. If you go to SneakyDragon.com, look for uh, episode 488. Look for Louise's letter. Uh, You will see. uh, She has got a link there that is uh, to this essay. Uh, the author is Bobby White, no irony intended, oh Louise, who is a white swing dance instructor and also writes about black art forms. He goes into great detail about uh, the technical aspects uh, of the dancing. He uh, Then he discusses the historical background of the negative stereotypes surrounding the number in a section he says he couldn't help calling a day at the racists. He, uh, he thoroughly analyzes what's wrong about the scene while admiring
0: I mean, what's right? about Oh, sorry, it. I'm admiring. Sorry, sorry.
1: While well, admiring, what's right about it? So yeah, we got a little of that. So check out that article if you would like. Thank you again for uh, Louise for the letter, and uh, let's return now to Edward Dragansky, already in progress, <laughs> uh, uh, responding to Louise, saying thanks for sharing the essay, uh, Louise. It's a helpful tuned, uh, tool to better understand the then and now of the Lindy Hop sequence from A Day of the Races. Every bit counts, and even though I know the intention of filming these dancers. Awesome as they might be wasn't meant to be harmful to black audiences at the time. It's dependent on us through empathy and uh, knowing the current social climate around us to educate those who lack the context of sequences like this. Like I wrote last week, I think about the the child who might be a newly budding uh, Marx Brothers fan and sees the scene for the first time. What would they think? I'd hate for a young Marx uh, fan to uh, walk away from their entire body of work just because of the dance sequence. It's our responsibility to provide context, understanding, So they aren't damaged, they're uncomfortable about it, uh, much like other subjects. Uh, Be open to an honest discussion about it. Matthew uh, Coinam, one of the hosts of the Marx Brothers Council podcast, has a book titled The uh, Annotated Marx Brothers, A Film Goer's Guide to In-Jokes, Obscure References, and Sly Details. I'll have to look up the scene in his book and see what he's written about it. Uh, I may find some further insight. Edward, we don't like you looking at other Marx Brothers things, okay? Just our thing, Okay. That's what we're saying. And don't plug other That's nah, fine. Uh, like White wrote when, in his essay, I'd have been included uh, due to the popularity of Porky and Best, but I'd have to see if anything is written about, about what MGM was thinking. Having discussed uh, dancing on the recent podcast, I'll say uh, that I could watch performances like this all day. The whole thing is just such a double-edged sword for me, and I'll admit it can be just as difficult to watch as entertaining. I hope these performers are immortalized by their skill and hard work, not just because of the color of their skin or stereotypes. Yeah, something I'd like to ask uh, my friend and former guest of the show, uh, Shane McCarthy, about, who runs a Lindy Hop school. Lisa Williamson. You know her, Dave. I am familiar with her. Very good. Uh, right. Uh, I am currently coming up with a three-week anniversary of my first vaccination, still waiting for the second, and what I'd like to do and what we'll be able to do might not be necessarily coincide as I'm a little ahead of the curve yet, uh, but I'm still looking forward to getting together with friends, going to a movie, and the return of horse shows every single weekend. Or am I? (laughs) Do I have a sibling? Why, yes, I do. A brother who's almost three years younger than me. Did we get along? Why, yes, we did. We are polar opposites, personality-wise, and I took full advantage of my brother's gregarious nature by pointing pointing him towards other kids on the playground and saying, go make friends with them. And then I'd be able to come along uh, for the ride, too, being too shy and retiring to go out and make my own friends. As we got older, we were still close. And when he left home at 18 to move to Alberta for a job, I really missed him. Fortunately, now we live only about five minutes away from each other. Uh, Edward Dragansky, return of Edward Jurgansky, uh, writes, I understand missing the horses. I wonder if they've missed you. Don't you? Uh, didn't, uh, didn't you mention the great smell of horses uh, a show or two ago? Horses smell wonderful. Reminds me of the Texas State Fair in October we have here. The smell of corny dogs, funnel cakes, and horses. Yeah. All available as a perfume called What's That? No, I think that's not true. Um Edward writes again, and it's fine, Edward, write as much as you want. Uh by the time you read this, uh oh, that's not a good start. Oh no, it's good. Uh but by the time you read this, I'll be two weeks uh it'll be two weeks since I was fully vaccinated. So I've already done what needs uh, to be done. I drove to Denton, Texas, where my brother lives, and we've met my parents for lunch. Oh, that sounds so sweet. Uh, Kind of a late birthday get-together for my mom's birthday in February that we skipped. Both my parents have been fully vaccinated before me, and my brother has had his first last week. So we're all almost there as a family, being slightly disabled. It's been difficult for my brother to go out uh, uh, to find out where to go. So we found him some assistance that was offered. He's now signed up for both vaccinations, one down, one one to go, as well as a ride has to be uh, the Texas Motor Speedway. I asked him if he was planning on hanging around for the nitro-burning funding car races. Susan and I received ours at the local mall, more specifically in the empty Sears that went out of business last year. The softer side of injections. Uh, I think I was in the men's accessories department both times. That'd be funny, actually, if you have gotten the injection at the Sears Portrait Studio. They <laughs> just took a shot as you're getting your shot. Uh, are they vaccinating in random locations like this up there in BC? I've heard of places where folks can even stay in their cars while getting the shot. So far, it's all gone very smoothly with no waiting and kind volunteers. Thank you for asking, Edward. I know there's more of your letter, but I'm going to respond to you. My mother-in-law is getting her shot on Monday, and she is going to a drive through location for it. So, yes, yeah, she will be staying in her car while she gets the shot. Uh, David, where did you get your shot again? Uh, save on foods there you go save on foods so there you go edward uh, we get they got in the damn grocery store
0: there
1: you are <laughs> I know like it's i mentioned above of, it's kind of weird sorry go ahead
0: i was gonna say it's kind of weird
1: it is kind of weird yeah you, know, uh, you know what because you know you're getting saved from uh, a pandemic <laughs> Save on foods. um like i mentioned above i have one brother he's uh, seven years younger than me so I kind of helped raise him and watched over him when we were kids. I can remember uh, wanting a brother so bad that Mom told me to pray for one. So I'll take full credit for him. We <laughs> get along so well that we uh, talk. <laughs> uh we get along so well that we talk almost every day, and I try uh, to get up to where he lives as often as I can uh, to take him places he can't go alone. That's very very sweet. Uh, he wasn't always uh, sight disabled. Oh, I think I said slight. Slight disabled instead of uh, sight disabled earlier. I apologize uh, for that, that I read that wrong, and that was a problem with my sight. <laughs> I wrong. Um, he wasn't always sight disabled. This has happened over the last eight years or so, uh, slowly deteriorating uh, due to a faulty optic nerve in his brain. It's been frustrating for him to slowly give up the things we take for granted, uh, like driving, reading, and watching television, but he's done pretty well with the adjustments. On some days, he can uh, he can see better than others, Stuff like uh, barometric pressure and uh, bright sunny days affect his sight the most. We grew up interested <laughs> in most of the same things. So aside from sharing the same womb, uh, we've, we're also very like-minded about everything. So much that we can easily tell what the other is simply thinking about. Ooh, cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I had a similar thing with my eye a little while ago where it was like, "Oh, not going well," and then, it, you know, knock on wood is there, so sorry that your brother is going through that, I'm glad he's got you, I'm glad you guys have each other um, Crystal yeah. r- writes, and uh, Crystal, always glad to hear from you, uh, hello David and Ian and all the sneaky listeners out there please don't run me out on the rails when I say this, but I've been fully vaccinated since February <laughs>
2: uh,
1: get the t- car, get the feathers <laughs> uh, I was fortunate to have received uh, it helps with the swelling on the arm, that's why we're saying I was fortunate to have received the vaccine early when the health department had doses remaining at the end of the day. Oh, America! Uh, The downside of this is I'm the only one uh, in my family vaccinated. Both my father and son have medical issues. That puts them in the at-risk category to not survive COVID. Not only is my son too young for a vaccine, but his medical team have concerns over how he might react to the vaccine since his condition is rare i'm sorry to hear that yeah so my reality is that even though i am so even though i am vaccinated i could still catch the virus and be an asymptomatic carrier and pass it on to them yeah i still have to wear a mask wash my hands social distance all the other safety measures so no fun times for me yet but when all this is over i'm going to go to england nice that's great i've always wanted to go yeah it's great but planning for this trip gives me something positive to anticipate Mm -hmm. indeed it is you're going to enjoy yourself a lot yeah um Sub question. Uh, I have one brother. He's 10 years older than I am. When I was growing up, he was the coolest of the cool in my
2: eyes.
1: (laughs) I remember that he had a huge floor model record player in his bedroom. When I was outside playing, he'd raise the window and call me over. He'd drop the needle on a record and ask me if I could name the song, band, and album. It was a fun game and probably helped influence my musical tastes. We always got along well, but he lives a distance away. Uh, I haven't seen him in person since before COVID. He's afraid of unintentionally passing it on to me our dad or my son. He's a thoughtful, considerate guy. And I am glad he's my big brother. I am missing him right now too. I'm missing my sisters and my niece and my nephew very, very much as well. It's, uh, uh, that sounds like a fun game and the kind of game that Dave would enjoy.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I ran into my brother-in-law at the, uh, at Savon yesterday when I was getting my, my vaccine, I was just, <clears throat> I was just get I was looking, trying to figure out what to do when I got there. And, uh, and there he was. So I talked to him for a bit, and then uh, what was funny was that another friend of mine. She passed by, and she she had just she had just got the vaccine herself. So she said she was just sort of wasting time. She, she had to wait 15 minutes to see to make sure there was no reaction to the vaccine. And then uh, yeah, so that's good. It's good to see people
1: getting. So when you're at when you're at uh, Save did you get the bulk vaccine?
0: <laughs> it's, I got Yep, yeah, that's what they took it out of.
1: I'm just picturing, yeah, one of those ones that like they keep all of the uh, yogurt raisins in, and then you gotta just put like a little bag underneath, yeah. It, and, and yeah, they, like, the they pull the yeah, lever, pull and
0: the they pull the lever, just... and a
1: syringe comes out, yeah, and it's just covered in nut dust. <laughs> <And> then,
0: <laughs> well, the yeah, uh, I take it. That's how the the vaccine was was administered. Was in the form of glossettes.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah. 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 So you want some uh, messed up? Pretzels with this? Oh, yeah, please. How about some lemon curd? Yeah, I'll take a, I'll take a spoonful of lemon curd. Um, Sarah Walsh writes, oh, heck, I am late, late, late. Sorry, I haven't been <laughs> slacking again. But I want to answer the question of the week because I am fully vaccinated as of mid-March. Hooray! That's it good. is mid-March. Uh, the most significant thing I've been able to do is sit with some vaccinated friends who do a semi-regular live Facebook concert. We were actually able to hang out in their living room and sing and play and eat with no masks in sight. It's just like old times. <laughs> it was a little weird at first. Uh, when I first got there, I kept feeling like I should be holding my breath or something. But after a few minutes, it all felt natural again. Even more excitingly, our full band, which also includes my dad, is booked for our official return on June 5th to the outdoor restaurant we used to play once a month. And the gig is the day before my birthday. Your birthday is two days before my birthday. So good day for good times for birthdays. It'll be the first time we played since March 7th of last year. Oh my gosh, that is so long. It is. Yeah,
0: it's hard to imagine Uh, all this stuff. uh,
1: Of course, I'm also still working at my shitty retail job and getting more and more burned out there. It's not just me. The job is actually getting shittier, as independently verified by multiple coworkers. <laughs> okay, as long as you've done your research and back up your findings <laughs> on the shittiness right.
0: and the shitty scale.
1: Yeah, all right, but I'm gonna have to. See, uh, I'm gonna have to see, you know, whatever the uh, the the other group uh, that's like, what is, what is this? A contrast group? The what's the group that you have that's like the control group? Hmm. I'm gonna have to see the control group, and I'm gonna have to see your group, and we're gonna have to measure the shittiness. We're gonna have to check. Um, so there's this weird mood swingy thing happening where I'm stressed and miserable at work while simultaneously starting to get the good and meaningful things that I live for back in my life. Strange days. Indeed. I feel very similar. There are some good things going on right now, but I'm a mess. I'm a <laughs> mess in a hat. Oh my gosh. I am a mess. Um, I feel like Rip Van Winkle coming out of something and just going like, Hey, how did my legs used to work? What was that like? Okay. Hmm, interesting. Oh, I fear all. That's interesting. Um, I I hope uh, everyone else reading or hearing this is feeling that hopeful glow in their lives as well. If you haven't uh, been vaccinated yet, just hang in there. Stay safe a little while longer. I wish we all could get out at the same time, but the vaccines are rolling up faster every day. You're going to make it, and it feels amazing. Thank you, Sarah. That's a nice letter. uh, That's a nice web letter to end on. Uh, That uh, optimistic look. Hooray! Tulu Taleh. And uh, and there we are. Uh, do do we get any emails this week, uh,
0: David? We did not.
1: Oh well, that's good because you know you need you need to get to sleep. That's
0: what you need. <laughs> well, let's we, let's talk uh, inside baseball, which is that Ian's soothing voice uh, made me fall asleep earlier. So so yes, yeah, I sorry about that, Ian. I apologize.
1: And then I contacted all his relatives, going <laughs> check on him. What's Just wrong with Dave? Is he okay? I was worried he passed out. Is he okay? And, you know. And we're lying, you know, on <laughs> as the uh, chickens pecked out your eyes.
0: I know. It's so weird. Like, you know, I'm a pretty active, you know, uh, like I say, I don't get sick very often sort of person. So it always is weird when I'm sick. I, I don't, I don't do very well. I don't do sick well, you know, too cool no. for that. Too cool for sick.
1: Sure. Absolutely. I'm not going to let it get that me makes, down. it makes, uh, that makes sense.
0: What was really nice, uh, though, in all those letters was to hear about... Um, People's relationships with their with their sisters, brothers and sisters. I think that's great, especially in families right. that are. It's kind of weird where like there's like seven or ten year gaps between 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 ages. That's that feels so insurmountable. It would be hard. I don't know. I mean, I was raised by by a family of badgers, so we we do not <laughs> we do not like consort together. Like you know, I did talk to my brother a little while ago because I was uh, fixing my oven, and I just needed a little bit of advice on wiring, and so I I phoned him up. And of course, he's, he's one of those people who are, he's not an electrician, but he's just a really multi-talented, like, you know, home handyman kind of a guy, you know, can just do whatever he turns his hands to. And so, yeah, I talked to him, you know, about that. And then I, at first I texted him, then I called him because I I just felt weird to only be texting him, you know, give me information. I haven't talked to you for six months. So I called him up and we talked for a bit, but it's weird. Like we're just not a, we're not a close family that way. We never have been like a close knit family. I don't know if that's what my parents wanted. <laughs> or what? But that's what they got. So
1: yeah, I'm uh, I'm not particularly close with my uh, the sister who I'm closest to in age. But I'm cl- I'm closer to the sister that I'm nine years apart from. When mm-hmm. She's nine years younger than
0: me. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think there's enough distance that uh, you know there we weren't rivals and we weren't annoying each other during awkward teen years where we're all eh, eh, get out of my way. Yeah. So,
0: and maybe that's you know, the thing. Um, like if you're if you're seven or ten years or your brother is ten years older than you. You know, you were kind of in a fun, occasionally annoying arrival, you know, but but you're not a you're not direct competition. You're not gonna yeah. steal friends, you're not gonna be, you know, vying for attention from the same sort of people. like my brothers and I, we were all like fought like cats and dogs. Our whole like our whole existence at home was just like one of those cartoon dust clouds with arms and legs sticking out of it, you know, like just flying around the house all the time. And that was just home life you know that's just the way it was like we were just so competitive and so and you know especially my middle brother and myself we were always like huge huge rivals and and um but the thing was is that i was a nicer person than him so i tended to to get his cast off friends you know
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, they would be kind of like hmm this guy's a bit of a jerk but his brother's nice (laughs) i would you know just kind of hang around with them and so it was yeah and because of the the weird generational gap which happened between my generation, like my grade, grade 12, and then the next grade, grade 11. Because of the music I liked, there was way more people in grade 11 who liked that kind of music, whereas the people in grade 12 were still kind of stuck in the in the 70s, you know? They were still, you know, still rocking to Led Zeppelin and, and whatever else, Van Halen and all, that, and all that kind of music. Whereas a lot of kids who were in grade 11 were, were like, exploring the new music that was coming out that was you know everyone was, you know you could be excited about new order of course we bring up a million times but you know other bands the smiths and and whoever and uh I just you know so i somehow my brother would make friends with those people and then he would alienate them in some way and then it'd be kind of like oh I, I would inherit these friends and uh but because we had a lot in common in terms of music and stuff like that like i always you know i would just be friends with them so what the heck what the heck that's what i said Thanks. Also, I I had so you know so I was so divisive because I had to cut my hair short. People couldn't take it in my grade. <laughs> short hair. all oh. short hair.
1: He must be gay. Sure, that's how that works. Yeah,
0: someone said that to me when the first day I went to school. After I cut my hair short.
1: Yeah, you know, a sign of uh, being gay was uh, everything. <laughs> you kind of want to just like, to, like You're right. You're yeah. Right. If I, if I could time travel, I'd like to go back and just go. It's the '80s. Everybody's gay. <laughs> Tell me, what's the least gay thing you can think of? Like, I don't know, uh, David Bowie. Okay, <laughs>
0: you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Okay, Bef- uh, Beforehand, what's the least gay thing you can think of? I don't know, village people. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Bang on. That's it. You, you got it. Yeah, anything like that. Um, so here, uh, if you've got a question of the week, that that's well, I, the, my question of the week. Uh, loosely ties into something that we talked about, but uh, oh boy, not going down the road, we went down, which was like, uh, you know, maybe think of initiations for groups. And I was thinking like, <laughs> was there ever, no, right. we're not doing that. Uh, you know, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen a pig do? No. Uh, what, what What is a, a group yeah. you wanted to be part of? And did you get to be part of that group? For me, it would be like a, a theater sports. I really wanted to be part of the theater sports. And it was, uh, they went, uh, we don't watch it. And I went, i went, come on. And, went, no. and then I became part of the theater sports, like later on. Um, but so did did you feel like, did you feel
0: like you impressed. belonged? Did you feel like you
1: belonged in theater sports? Uh, um,
0: like you must've uh, had like some uh, imposter syndrome or a little bit of that in it no, as well. Uh,
1: no, oh, really? imposter syndrome, okay. no. Here's what, here's what it was like. Um, I was like a pretty roundly rejected. Uh, from uh, from being in theater sports, like very, very much so. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was doing uh, the rookie shows, which is the amateur shows. Yeah. We started this night called Rookie Night, mm-hmm. and and uh, because we all started together in this Rookie thing, we, we kind of felt like, oh, this is our show on Tuesday. This is just our show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a competition with the pros. It, this was just our show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I felt I, I gained comfort in like this is our show, and we were building this show, and we built the audience for that show, and then we started selling out that show on a regular basis. And later on, I got other work out of it. But because uh, I was kind of with that group, I felt like, oh, I know that when I'm with this group, mm-hmm. I'm okay at this. Wow. So I didn't. So you know, then later when I was doing the regular mainstream shows, uh, it was uh, I was like, okay, well, I know that I'm good at this. It's just there's I'm not jiving with these people right now. I'm not connecting. You know, I, I okay. There's ego things at play. There's a lot of other stuff. And then uh, I kind of when I started doing the Star Trek show, that was kind of my where I started to get some heat. Uh, I got enough room to you know stretch out, and we all got to do our own thing, and kind of built up from there. And it was it was okay. So yeah, I didn't really get the imposter syndrome there. Would stand up, yes, for sure. Mm. You got up there and just go, I have no business being here. I'm a <laughs> fraud. Good night. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. That's well. I mean, you got up there though. That's good, good. for you. Thanks. I think I think I wanted to be like a part of the indie comic scene, but I never, I never really was able to like make myself feel like I was part of it. You know, I always felt well, like. Well,
1: I mean, the times that you did show your stuff, uh, they they liked it. You know, it got really nice feedback. I remember again, uh, Ed Rubaker, uh going on about how great your uh, book was, and then that guy went, you know what? You gotta excuse me, I'm gonna go create the winters. St- soldier so he went. what's that and, and he said you'll see and then he got on a horse and rode off yeah said, wow that's weird that a strange what word. are we talking about with this winter soldier thing uh but then he created the winter soldier and yeah. showed us all it's yeah, true. But he was, also said he really liked your book
0: it was weird that we were more surprised by the winter soldier than by him getting on a horse and riding off
1: yeah we were more curious Think, and like thinking back, back about
0: thinking back on it now that was the more interesting part of the story but winter soldier also important
1: it was very it was very important. And also like when he ran on the horse he grabbed a comic and just went, I'm not paying for this and then just <laughs> rolled off.
0: He went classic ed.
1: Yeah. So I keep watching the Winter Soldier TV show, going like, I wonder if we're gonna see the rounders in this at any anyway. <laughs> <laughs> see, so. uh, see those
0: guys near to Wells. So. And
1: then later on, uh, him and his wife made me muffins and I was like, Okay, I went over to his house on a fairly regular basis every time we went over for uh, Emerald City and uh uh, we'd hang out afterwards and have muffins and watch videos, hmm. and then sometimes play guitar hero, and it was nice. He was a very nice fella, and then he moved. And then I uh, went to the zoo with him once. That was nice. <laughs> and his wife were both very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So there you go. That's my uh, that's my story.
0: I've got a new symptom for you. Uh, so not only is my hair that? not only is my hair on backwards, but um, my 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 mouth my teeth have changed in my mouth.
1: Your what? My... Your teeth are changing in your mouth. Yeah, I can't
0: close my mouth the same way. Like they're not fitting together properly.
1: Okay, so anyway, let's wrap this up fast. So anyway, <laughs> uh, question, the question—the question is. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, two questions. One. Uh, what is a group that you want to be a part of? Yeah. Uh, d- d- did they have you as a member? I know it's a Marx Brothers thing. I know it's a <laughs> thing. Uh, thing. And also, yeah. uh, what is the oddest uh, side effect you've had from something? Mm. Games having side effects right now. Yeah. What's what's a what's a weird side effect? that you had for me uh had a side effect uh where i was like having uh optical migraines so it was like flashing lights in front of my eyes that looked like two eyes would appear in front of my eyes and it was like uh terrifying very scary like (laughs) what's that and it's like nothing it's just your brain screwing up oh no that's not Ah, again Hmm. don't like it that's dave doing that i'm gonna get through this all very fast because dave's gonna fall asleep again
0: no i gotta do it. Um, i gotta do it or you can do the plugs are you sorry you
1: can do plugs uh, I'll do quick plugs. Quick plugs. Okay. Uh, Dave and I and our friend Nina Matsumoto have a series of books called Sparks that are in bookstores. One is called Sparks. One is called Sparks Double Dog Dare. What is the third one called? Sparks. Future Perfect. But you cannot get that one until February. Oh. Uh, but you can get the other two right now. So please enjoy those. Uh, the third one's also going to be fun. I got another uh, a couple of books that are in bookstores called Extra Sisters Volume 1 and 2. Pick those up if you can. If you go to gocomics.com, uh, my wife, Pia Guerra, uh, of Why the Last Man fame and Editorial Cartoon fame, uh, and I do a comic there every day called Mannequin on the Moon. Mannequin on the Moon, Go Comics, go there. You can click, uh, you like it. What's that cost you? Nothing. Um, and they're free. And you can read Luann and then talk to Dave about Luann. Also, uh, I have a website called hellkitty.com. That is my production company with my wife yeah and we have a pay for what you pay what you want comic on there a uh, called super about a hospital for the superpower that we do with our friend who uh, who's done like uh, Hellblazer comics and so much other stuff that's so great you go to hell uh, kitty.com slash super uh, and uh, pay what you want or pay nothing it's up to you it's, uh, it's your call and uh, that's it for me Dave wrap her up
0: so I don't think we said that if you want to contact us, you yeah. can do so in the following ways. We have a website. It's called SneakyDragon.com. If you go there, you'll find our shows. Under our shows, a space for you to leave a comment. We like when you leave comments. You can answer the question of the week. You can make your own comments. You can tell us your own stories. You can speak your mind there. Or if you'd like, you can write us by email. at SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We're on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. We have a Facebook page called Sneaky Dragon. And we Sneaky Dragon it up on Patreon as well. There's not much there, but you can go there to help support the show. And um, that is everything. And now, before I nod off again...